Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, away we go. Welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. Good to be back in San Diego at the Odyssey Palace Studios. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together today. Tony Gwynn Jr. broadcasting Padres baseball, of course, spring training action. The Padres are, I think they're about as far away from Peoria as they can get. Taking on the Oakland Athletics today. So I don't know that we'll hear from Tony today. Well, I know why, Chris. It's because the A's can't afford anything closer to Phoenix proper. <laughs> I'm surprised they even have a spring training facility. <laughs> right? It's the not Oakland just some Athletics. little league field somewhere. Yeah. It might be. It might just be. Got those covered dugouts, you know. <laughs> and the uh, the A's pull up in a bunch of station wagons. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, pile out of the car and yes. uh, get ready to play the game. And uh, They put on the, uh, the, the pieces of paper uniform. The yes. A's are happy now because they can spend less money on the. Uniforms. Well, the A's, the A, now the rest of baseball looks like the A's. Oh, oh right? that's a good point. Just that's lousy point. uniforms yes. and all. And the nice thing about it is all the parents of the Oakland A's players bring orange slices to the game and uh, take <laughs> care of the kids. No, uh, Padres and A's today, and it is a five-three uh, lead for the Friars. In the top of the eighth inning, you can't stop the Padres. You can only hope to contain them. Uh, Kyle Higashioka with a couple of hits and an RBI today. Graham Pauly with two hits and two RBIs today. And uh, Luis Camposano drove in a run as well. Uh, Pedro Avila started today. Much better outing than his first. Today he goes three innings, allows two hits and one run. That came on a solo home run. Uh, so, yeah, good, all good for the Padres today. We'll keep you up to date on that as they lead 5-3 in the uh, top of the eighth inning. Uh, we are uh, hanging out with you for the next four hours. And if you are a baseball fan, you have picked the right show to uh, listen to today. We are going to be previewing. It's kind of our spring preview. We're, we're going to do, I wouldn't say we're going to do a deep dive. But we're going to get you reacquainted hmm. with the National League. Hmm. And uh, then a little later in the program, we'll get you reacquainted with the American League. But uh, some of the movement, uh, 
new players, new faces, and new places, that kind of thing, Scrabe. Yes. And we'll kind of recall uh, what happened last season. It's in a the good big fantasy league. baseball tune-up. little fantasy baseball tune-up. I think you're kind of right. Yeah, so that's coming up on the show throughout the day. Uh, we'll have a 30-mile zone today. And apparently there are a lot of uh, sports figures out there that uh, have kids out there. <laughs> And they don't necessarily want these kids. I, I don't understand these athletes. These athletes, they live in a different world than we do. It's not even an, one of them isn't even an athlete. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he probably thinks he is. He probably thinks he is, but like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's crazy. We need Maury Povich on the show today to help with all these paternity tests. Yes, Mar- Maury Povich. You're going to, you're dropping the Maury Povich card. I mean, that's what I don't he, know that everybody remembers. He was like the first of the shock. Daytime talk show host Him wasn't and, he? Uh, well, Jerry Springer and Jerry always. Springer. Well, Jerry Springer was the uh, was the uh, the trashy talk show. Yeah, host. he was the tip of the. He was the thing that everybody else aspired to. <laughs> yeah. You know that Jerry Springer was once the mayor of Cincinnati. Yes, I did know. Oh, that. you knew that because you're a Cincinnati yeah. and, guy. And by the way, Chris, when I was growing up, Jerry Springer's height was in my like maybe anywhere from nine to fifteen. Yeah, and I wasn't allowed to watch it obviously because it was crazy. But it's, you shouldn't have been allowed to watch it just because it was so awful and it was going to rot your brain. Well, no, it was That's like why the you cool shouldn't have thing. been able to watch it. So I remember going over to a friend's house one day and he, his dad uh-oh. had taped Jerry Springer. Oh, you were we, doing, uh-oh. And so we started watching that. And Sneaking around on your parents. Some of the greatest memories were watching people fight on Jerry Springer, gotta yeah. say. It was, it, was a, it was a car wreck you could not turn your head away from, the Jerry Springer <laughs> show. So, uh, yeah, we'll have a good 30-mile zone coming up for you later in the three o'clock hour regular features the daily gambit chris versus the fans today and a big five it's all between now and six o'clock i'm feeling uh very good i'm right i'm refreshed today scraby and uh feeling good after traveling last night and i think the reason i'm feeling you know a little extra you know a little more kick a little a little extra sprite today why is that well we had a charter flight home oh, after the game in new me. mexico last night yeah we got back to san diego last night and i was able to sleep you know in my own bed that and nice. uh, you know uh, get ready for the show today instead of you know getting up really early in Albuquerque and flying commercial and getting home around noon and Ugh. then dragging myself over here, Ugh. I had a full night's rest. And, it, you know, it got me thinking, honestly, about Mark Ziegler and his story that he wrote in the San Diego Union Tribune a few weeks ago about the charter flights that the Aztecs men's basketball team do not take. And it, it really, it almost underscores just how how great these kids are mm-hmm. and how great this team is and mark ziegler i mean let's here's the here's the story it, it, because i travel with the women's team and the women's team travels almost identical to what the men do and each year both the men's and women's teams get a couple of charter flights charter trips and so when you charter all right the, the plane you can explain what the plane is Scray, because oh, yes. you had me send you a picture you did and a description of the plane that we took last night it's not a Taylor Swift model <laughs> charter airplane with couches and, you know, no, saunas. it's just a regular plane. It's just a regular plane, but it's small enough and, you know, it seats about 30 people. Yeah. And there's about 25 people in the traveling party and we all climb in and, you know, we fly. That's it. I mean, there's nothing beyond that in terms of the actual 
airplane itself. Number one, I have to tell you this on the air, but please uh, click your camera link when you get the chance. Okay. Number two, you did send me a picture, and it's a Dornier... 328 jet. That's right. So here's Chris's text. I did not expect for this text to come in, but it was a picture of the plane. It says it's a Dornier 328 jet. Hope that means something to you with the blushy smiley emoji. Yeah. And I looked into this jet a ton. And this jet actually is a newer jet, Chris. It was newer, huh? This, your specific jet, I don't know about, but the actual plane was designed around 1991. Only costs about 10 to 11 million dollars to buy one. So that's not Is that all that? That, Airplane cost eleven million dollars. That's what I was finding. Whoever bought that got a bad deal. Wait, it's no, not that no, nice. It's well, not that no, nice. Probably no. Eleven million dollars for eleven million dollars. I want couches and saunas for for a thirty seat airplane. Eleven million dollars is cheap because there are private jets that seat like seven or eight people that cost fifteen million. Yeah. Well, I would take one of those. But, well, yeah. Uh, so we all would take one of those. Yeah. But here's the story: when you charter. And, the, you know, as opposed to flying commercial, the game ends at New Mexico last night for the women. And we'll talk about it a little later in our daily gambit because uh, it was one of our games that we bet on. Um, if you're going charter, the game ends. Everybody, you know, gets showered, changed on the bus. You bus right out to the airport. You go out on the tarmac. You bus right from or you get off the bus. You walk onto the plane. You fly home. I mean, it's really convenient. And you get home by, as I said, about 11, 11.30 last night. That is convenient. If you go commercial and the game ends in New Mexico, then you go back to your hotel. You have some dinner. You sleep over. You get up at the crack of dawn. And then you bus out to the airport, go through security, go through all of that. You got to get there you know, about two hours early. Chris, don't even get me started on the airport. We already yeah, did I know. This we this already week. did that. So, so everybody understands how inconvenient that is. And then you fly home the next morning and the kids are tired and the kids miss some school and they get in, you know, some classes. They don't get in until 11 in the morning, et cetera. So that's the difference between charter and not charter. The Aztecs. As I said, only charter two games per year. Now, what the men's team does, uh, different from the women's team. So, so two round trips. or two, two round trips, right. So four legs. Four legs, exactly. That's how many charter flights the uh, men's and women's teams get at San Diego State. The men uh, choose to use all four of their legs to fly home from games. So when they, So they don't charter two a game. But they may charter home from a game. Okay. And I believe they did charter their last uh, road game back home. Anyway, the difference between what the Aztecs do and UNLV, New Mexico, Boise State, Colorado State, Wyoming, those teams charter most, if not all, of their road trips. That's a big advantage. It's a huge advantage. Nevada and Utah State charter half of their games. The only three schools in the Mountain West that mostly fly commercial are San Diego State, Fresno State, San Jose State. And if you're wondering about Air Force, they have an airport right on their campus. That's amazing. And if they need a pilot, they can just go into some classroom yeah. and get one. Yeah. And so hey, wake th- up. Fly us to our game. Yeah, we need somebody to fly us to the game. So the Air Force is taken care of. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, one of the reasons that this happens, Ziegler's story is really, really good. And he private aviation apparently is much more expensive in San Diego, hmm. as in like three times more expensive. What what part of it? 
than in like Boise. Okay. All right. So it would cost San Diego State so much more money, apparently. All right, to charter as opposed to Boise. The main reason is that charter companies are not based here in San Diego. They have to get a plane to fly uh, from somewhere to here. I did notice when I tracked your plane that it went from somewhere else to Albuquerque. So okay. So anyway, <laughs> you're like, who cares? And the other, <laughs> the other, the other issue is this: Title Nine, which is a California law. Yep. Says that if the men charters, the women's team has to get the same. Treatment. The estimated cost to charter the men's team for an entire season, according to Mark Ziegler's article, would be five hundred thousand bucks. That means that San Diego State needs a million because they'd have to charter the women's team as well. I got to be honest with you. I'm not. This is not on San Diego State. I'm sure they would love to have the funds to be able to charter a team that went to the national championship basketball game. And by the way, if UNLV, New Mexico, Boise State, and those schools are chartering, you better believe that Kentucky and Kansas and North Carolina and Duke and all of those, they're chartering too, right? Oh my gosh, yes. UConn, Florida, right? I mean, everywhere. Iowa, Ohio State. So the Aztecs, to me, are at a, at a slight disadvantage then almost everybody they play because they don't charter and the other teams do. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. We have a nice group of listeners. Mm -hmm. Somebody, some booster somewhere, honestly, has got to have a million bucks. A million? Yeah. I would would assume, yes. Of course, it would be a million dollars every year. It's a little I easier get, to do it once. <laughs> can I get my name on the plane? Is it the Matt Scraby I charter plane? I don't know, but, I mean, let's find a booster somewhere who, you know, loves San Diego State basketball that can, you know, come up with a million bucks so these teams, you know, the men's team especially can charter. We're just talking I think it would be a huge. Too. Yeah, I think it would be. Well, the football teams always charter. I See, mean, that's all what I don't get. Charter. Why? I mean, you can't really. It's it would be hard to fly with an entire football team, but because there's so many. Well, people. they charter a huge plane, of course. But that's so because there's over a hundred people on that I, traveling there part. It is. Yes, it's so expensive. But understand, they only play five road games a year. Uh, yeah, the I men's know. basketball team plays maybe fifteen road games a year. All right. Anyway, I don't know. It, I, it's just a, to me, it's another feather in the cap of Brian Dutcher and Lamont Butler and Jaden Ledee yeah. and Darion Trammell and every one of these kids, because you you know, like I do, Scraby, you know, athletes, college athletes, they're looking for the cushiest landing spot. Yeah. And frankly, the San Diego State basketball team is not that right. I mean, even in leave NIL money out of it. But just on the chartering alone, this is something that Brian Dutcher can't sell to a recruit. No. Whereas every other coach in the Mountain West Conference can. And that's, that's a and good every point. Other, you know, we charter everywhere. You'll be home, in bed, after every game. I'm telling you it's a big deal if you've traveled as much as I have and we have over the years. Totally a big deal. I it get is. it. I so, get it. And, what, and, and being able to say that to a recruit might just put you over the top. You never know. Well, and that's why I give these kids on this Aztec team so much credit. They, they fight a, a bit of an uphill battle. And not only do they win, they dominate, you know, with that uphill battle. So, anyway, I'm throwing it out. San Diego State. 
could use one of you boosters out there, you know, throw a million bucks, say I want it to go to charters and get this basketball team chartering everywhere. Yeah, get them chartering everywhere and then get Can you imagine somebody calls J.D. Wicker today and said, you know, I heard Chris Ello talking about this. Uh, here's a million bucks. Why don't we charter next year? That would be amazing. I'd be like the hero. You would. I uh, mean, the, it would uh, be the, the Chris Ello charter. <laughs> you know, would, would, no, whoever paid the million bucks would have to get their name on the charter. I assume that they want to be an anonymous donor. I would assume so. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, we uh, we are. That's why. Anyway, this is why I'm chipper today, and I've got a lot of energy today. Good. Thanks to the charter last night. I'm glad you have so a lot I'm of I'm really energy. pleased by that. Uh, we're underway for a uh, Thursday program. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby today in the uh, Odyssey Palace Studios here in San Diego, California. And when we come back, are you ready for Tim LaCastro in your opening day outfield for the San Diego Padres? I'm going to ask you when we come back. It's looking more and more like the Padres are not going to be making any moves, any changes. They're going to be going with what they have on opening day, especially in Korea. Are you ready for that? We'll kick it around when Gwen and Chris comes back here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, welcome back. 2.22 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scravy today. The Gwynn part of the Gwynn and Chris show is broadcasting Padre baseball today. Padres leading the A's 5-3, and uh, they are down to the bottom of the ninth inning all of a sudden, Scraby. Really? I don't know. It was the eighth inning about one segment ago. I get what the heck? Yeah, they're going, uh, I think the A's have just one outlet. It's over. It's over? It just ended. My goodness. It just, I mean, the last two innings went by like that. So maybe we will see Tony if he's not stuck in hours worth of traffic. Maybe we will see him. Padres win five to three. Wow! And all of a sudden, the Friars are four and four. Here we go. In spring training play. Here we go. Look out! Look out! Don't don't steal my spring training shine, Chris. Uh, I'm telling you what, the fans out there are starting to get excited now. I, I am think they're too. starting to believe. I am too. Yeah, I'm not sold yet. I'm not 100% sold yet. Before we get to that, I want to thank Scraby, uh, you know, just for being him in what? general. But especially so because he just put on one of our two television monitors in the studio <laughs> one of the biggest waste of times in the history of sports. And it's a yearly event that you can't possibly watch out there. Please, I love, I love. Somebody, somebody send me a chat or a text and explain, if you watch the NFL Combine, why in God's name you watch this. It's more just filler. It's more just in the background. Background noise? Yeah, I like to look up and see them running, and then I look back down, and I'm like, okay. They're doing the 40. I mean, NFL coaches don't even go to the Combine anymore. That's right, true. we did that see John true. Lynch sitting there. Yeah, which is probably the explanation as to why the 49ers are better than everybody. He's out there, actually investigating and With getting Frank a little, Gore. getting a little read on some of these players. I bet you the Dolphin GM is home doing laundry or something. That's not how you get rated as the best team in uh, football, according to the players. Oh yeah, that's right. Dolphins are champions, according to the NFLPA. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you, Scraby, for putting the combine on. I couldn't live without it, and. And if you're wondering, we have two television monitors in the studio. Chris is loving this. So I have another choice beyond the combine to watch during our commercial breaks. But my other choice is golf. Yes. 
I'm the, gonna have cosni- to be- the cognizant classic. What in war? What in the world <laughs> tournament are you even watching? Well, I couldn't. I couldn't pronounce it, but it's the cognizant classic. It used to be the Honda Classic, which is a big time tournament. It's the first East Coast tournament of the year because usually they have everything on the West Coast to start the year. They're in Florida. They're at now. PGA National. This is where the Bear Trap is, where they have that crazy finish where no one can make it out alive. It's called the Bear Trap. Nobody can make it out alive? It eats people alive. I mean, you're honestly trying to make golf a whole lot more dramatic than it, it ever No, will no, that's be. what they call it the bear trap, because guys go in and they don't come out. I'll honestly, with the, with the, with the, with the a choice between golf and the NFL Combine, I would ask that you take a moment to find a rerun of Jerry Springer. No. I'd rather watch that. I would not watch that. All right, the Padres, as I said, they won today, 5-3. to three. But here's the reality. Here's the reality. Wait, I got a, I got a text from someone about the combine. Oh, really? Our guy Jake Gariani from CBS Eight. Okay, Jake. He texted me just now. I watched like every <laughs> second of the combine. Ha ha ha! Thank you, yeah, Jake. Yeah, you do, Jake. I do too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. you do. I and I'm doing this whole. We're doing a draft show for the first round of the draft. I need to know who these guys are. You don't need to know. I do. You don't need to watch them run forty yards to know who they are. Well, I gotta see. I gotta see how they look while they're running. I can tell I them see, by that. No, you can't. Yes, I can. I want to see which guys make plays and which guys don't make plays. I don't really care how fast they get there. <laughs> you either make a play or you don't make a play. And I want guys on my defense that make the play. Okay, that's all I need. All right, back to the Padres. All right, here's the reality of the Padres situation right now. We are basically. 15 spring training games away from the Padres going to Korea. That's crazy. That's it. So you've got basically two weeks of spring training games left, and then 31 players, along with Tony Gwynn Jr. and Jesse Agler and everybody else, are going to board a flight, and they're going to go to Korea. And they're going to play two games against the L.A. Dodgers, and those two games will count in the standings. They also played two before that. Right, against, exhibition yeah, games. Exhibition but games. I'm not concerned about those, obviously. Okay. Well, I'm concerned about okay. the right. Padre-Dodger games. As it stands right now, the Padres have nine outfielders on the roster. One is Fernando Tatis Jr. I've heard of him. The other eight, well, I beg your pardon, they have eight. I said nine. They have eight total. One is Fernando Tatis Jr. I think everybody's pretty good with him. Yeah, yeah, I think he's out okay. there in right field. He's he's decent. He'll be okay. But here are the other seven: Jose Azokar. Are you ready for him? Bryce Johnson, Tim LaCastro. Oh, he just got signed. Jacob Marcy, which doing good things. Uh, Oscar or Orlando Mercado. Uh, Oscar. Oscar Mercado. Oh, gosh. Now you have me questioning. Now you better check that. Yes. Uh, Jackson Merrill. Cam Mitchell. Yes, Oscar Mercado. And Jerickson Profar. Cal Mitchell. Cal Mitchell. And Jerickson Profar. See, a couple of these guys, I don't even know their first names. (laughs) Those are your seven guys. At least two of those seven, as it stands now, are going to be in the starting lineup on opening day against the Dodgers. At least two. Maybe a third if one of these guys is your DH. Mm. That's the reality of where the Padres sit right now. Are you ready? 
And do you think that's enough to compete and be successful once this season gets underway? I mean, I understand everybody's done a little something this spring. Azokar's got a home run. Mercado's got a couple of home runs. Mitchell hit a home run. But the reality of the situation is Marcy has never been above double-A. Jackson Merrill, although fantastic in every way, according to everything we've read and seen. And heard. He's never really been above double-A. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. Mercado has been in the big leagues for five seasons. He's already been on three teams. He's hit 269 with 15 home runs in 200 starts. That factors into about 12 home runs for a season. That's not terrible. It's not enough. Tim LaCastro's got speed. He's stolen 45 bases in his career, but he's a 228 hitter. Bryce Johnson's got some speed. He went 9 for 61. For the Giants the last couple of seasons. Oh, that's where he came from. I was I was trying to place him. But there and uh, our guy Cal Mitchell, Rancho yes. Bernardo High, mm-hmm. had was a former top prospect for the Pirates. But in his Pittsburgh appearance, 2022, he hit 226. I'm just saying, are you really? Re- I mean, that's the reality to me. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's, but I'm certainly not saying it's great. I'm saying that you're really relying on some unproven guys, really unproven, for two of your outfield spots. And we don't know which, you know, these guys, Azokar and Merrill, seem most likely to make the team. And the other two will probably come from Johnson, LaCastro, Marcy, Mitchell, and Mercado, I'm just saying that doesn't it, it. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence. It just gives me a lot of you know question marks. I, I get it, I and get that's it. all. It doesn't mean that the team can't win games. It doesn't mean that you're still pretty looking pretty good with Manny and you know Kim and Bogarts and Cronenworth in the infield. But I'm telling you, two of these guys are going to be starting in the outfield, and a third will probably be DH. If I had to guess right now. If tomorrow was the day, the game in Korea, my guess would be that Azokar opens the season in center, Jackson Merrill opens in left, and Profar opens as your designated hitter. That's a good call, I think. I think for now, that's a pretty good guess. But you're. And is that going to be enough for the Padres to compete in the National League and especially in the National League West? Okay, so it's a loaded question, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, the answer is probably, probably. Uh, here's what I've been saying on the Scraby Show. What have you I've been, been saying? saying? I, I'm convinced that the the uh, front office has put this on the superstars' back. They have to have a superstar season this yeah, year. Yeah, they do. Because if they don't perform up to every part of their potential then they're going to be struggling. And and we got some chats going on right now on YouTube. If you want to watch us, go to YouTube and just search 97.3 The Fan. But Chris says, forget about the outfield. Who the heck is on the bench? What happens when someone needs a day off or or, uh, 
pinch hitter. Fair point. Chris is on the edge of jumping into the bear trap. Chris is not coming back. Rest in peace, Chris. They're talking about you. (laughs) Don't do it, Chris. Get down from the ledge. Also, uh, not on the ledge. Not on the ledge. I was on the ledge last week. Uh, Not on the ledge today. I heard about that. Just trying to be, just trying to be, you know, honest and transparent about what this team truly has right now. And that is an excellent point. What are they going to do on this? Some of these guys are going to be on your bench. We we did this last year, and and it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun because I can specifically remember, and I hate bringing this guy up every time I use it, him for an example, but it's Taylor Colway. And I'm sorry, Taylor Colway, but you were the guy who was up to bat that one day. With the bases loaded the in the game loaded, on the line. And, and there was no options on the bench. You were the only guy that could do it. It was either you or Matt Carpenter. That's These are decisions that were being made last year that made us pull our hair out. Yeah. All right. Think about all. Think it all through. We'll kick it around a little bit more as the program goes along. When we come back, we're going to give you a little reminder look at the teams in the National League. What happened in the offseason, a little recollection of what happened last year, what's likely to happen this year. Also, when we return, the biggest name in basketball has made a life-changing decision. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? We will explain when Gwen and Chris returns on 97. Who did you say? His name is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Cream? Cream, like like milk cream. Yeah. I, I, stick around for 30 miles down. I'll, I'll tell oh, you you'll have something yes. on him later. Yes. All right. That's not who I'm referring to. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know who I am referring to when we come back. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ookla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 399 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempurpedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Hi right, welcome back to Gwen and Chris it is 240 uh stick around here we are going to uh take a little look see little spring training look at the uh 15 teams in the National League Uh, some of the off-season moves that were made, some of the new faces, new places, get you, uh, get you refamiliarized with the uh, the Padres' opponents in the National League here shortly. Uh, before the end of this segment, we're going to give away a chance, to, or we're going to give away a, a four-pick, four-pack, four-pick, <laughs> a four-pack of tickets to Saturday's San Diego Seals lacrosse game. Oh, they're back! They're back! The baby. Seals are back, baby! They're taking on the Toronto, I like this name, the Toronto Rock. 
Oh, wow. That's not very good for them because doesn't rock mean zero? That's right, yeah. Final score, Seals 10, Toronto Rock. rock. (laughs) Uh, Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com slash tickets, or you can win a pair before the end of this segment. Uh, I also mentioned that uh, the biggest name in basketball has made a life-altering decision today. Who do you think the biggest name in basketball is, Scraby? You're probably aware Ooh, of this story. I, I'm not actually. Um, Who's the biggest name in all of basketball Caitlin right Clark? now? Clark? Yeah. Okay, that's why. There's no question. Caitlin I don't know Clark. what the story is, though. She's bigger than LeBron James. LeBron had a big night, too, last I night. I know he did, but Caitlin Clark's bigger than LeBron. 33 I, points last night, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. Wow. There were fans lined up around the arena in Minneapolis they wanted to get in early so that they could watch her warm up. I mean, she got a huge ovation from the opponent's fans just when she went out on the floor to warm up. And where was this again? This was in Minnesota Don't, last night. Aren't they kind of like rival schools, too? Well, they're Big Ten rivals, but everybody wants to see her. They Iowa is playing, I think Iowa's ranked fifth. They're playing second-ranked Ohio State on Saturday. The tickets are going for, like, thousands of dollars. That's crazy. It's the hardest ticket to get in sports right now to see Ohio State take on Caitlin Clark. Now that's, I think it's Saturday or Sunday. No, that's a little wild. But even, hey, and I'm not just saying that because it's a women's basketball game. I was talking about Super Bowl prices being out of control, so. Yeah, it is Sunday, that game. Uh, Clark has broken all of the scoring records except for Pete Maravich's now as she tries to become the all-time leading scorer in the history of college basketball. I just don't think you can compare anymore because, like, ever since I realized that Pete Maravich didn't have the three-point line, he's that much better. Well, Pete Maravich is a special college player. Exactly. And, but Caitlin Clark is in her own right. Yeah, of course. And she has made her decision that she will skip her final year of college eligibility and she will enter the 2024 WNBA draft. All right. And she will be probably going to the Indiana Fever with the number one overall pick. I was going to say, which pick do you think she's going, Chris? Number one. It's, uh, <laughs> they're saying, uh, I don't know, Mel Ky- I called Mel Kuyper. Oh, Mel Kuyper is even doing WNBA Mel, Mel Kuyper, is, uh, he's my go-to on any draft uh, okay. story. And Adam so. Kluke has, uh, has an issue with how you presented the story in this way. He said, no way Caitlin Clark's bigger than LeBron or Steph. I, I don't think know. she is. I think she is. Right now, like, it, I understand why people want to see her at watch play ESPN, in college. Watch ESPN Sports Center. She's all After over one it. of her games. It's bigger than LeBron. LeBron is the second or third story down the list. Yeah. She's not bigger than LeBron in the grand scheme of the world. But right now, yeah, her name is hot. I would, I would think hot, hot. I would agree with you that right now her name's the biggest in the call or in the basketball world. I think so for today and maybe the rest of the the week. And you know what? Tell Adam Klug that when he gets his own <laughs> afternoon show, <laughs> oh, he can wow. then he can come on and wow. say that LeBron is the biggest name in basketball. Wow, <laughs> that was Chris Ello, not Matt Scraby. Adam Klug, be warned. All right. <laughs> Uh, 2.44 is the time. Let's, can I get a little baseball oh, yes. music with yes, this? Yes. I don't know what you have for that. I, I do have something. You usually have something uh, lined yeah, up over there. Should we do uh, opening day organs? little opening day stuff. All right, okay. let's start with the National League West. I think we know the Padres situation. We already went down the uh, 
the list of what they've got. And really, the only big change the Padres made was trading Juan Soto. Yeah. And adding Michael King and well, losing Brito Josh Hader and, and Vasquez. Yeah, Vasquez, yeah. No, it's a... But keep in mind, the Padres only finished two wins behind the Diamondbacks last year. Yep. And the Diamondbacks wound up in the World Series. Uh, as far as the Diamondbacks are concerned, and we had uh, Nick Picaro on yesterday, they made a couple of changes here. Uh, first of all, uh, Eugenio Suarez is going to be their third baseman this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he takes the place, I believe, of uh, Evan Longoria. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also added Eduardo Rodriguez, an excellent left-handed starting pitcher, to their rotation to go along with Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, who both had great years. Brandon Fott, the uh, young Fireballing right-hander will be in the rotation this year. Yeah, and then the uh, back into that bullpen, you've got the San Diego connection, Paul Seawald, formerly of USD, Kevin Ginkle from Lakeside, uh, Arizona. I think on paper is a little better better team than they were last year. Probably, and they a won. They won eighty four, but the difference for Arizona this year, and keep it in mind as the season goes along, they will be targeted. This year. They will. In a way that they certainly weren't targeted at all last year. Nobody even thought twice about them. Yeah. Much tougher to win when you're targeted. Uh, Don't really even know that I need to waste time on the Rockies. (laughs) Have they done anything this offseason? Nope. Uh, they added Cal Quantrill. I know, poor guy. The former former Padre will try to pitch in Coors Field. They added Dakota Hudson, another two-bit pitcher. But otherwise, it's the same Rockies team as it was last year. They're counting on a rookie, Hunter Goodman, to uh, do some damage in right field. There are a couple of young players to keep an eye on. Ezekiel Tovar at short, Nolan Jones in left, Brennan Doyle in center. But the what? Rockies are, they won 59 games last year. They'll be hard-pressed to even do that I this mean, year. We've talked about this so many times over the years of this show, and I, I still don't know what their end game is. It doesn't seem like there is an end game. They don't, they, don't, they don't have one, and they don't care to have one. That's the craziest thing. It's like almost crazier about the A's not spending any money. 30,000 people show up to Rockies baseball every night. And they don't seem to, you know, hold the ownership's feet to the fire there. I was going to say, as an owner, you don't want to win? You just want to have a mediocre team, a less than mediocre team? All you need to know is the owner's name is Dick. (laughs) Okay, Monfort, Monfort. (laughs) Uh, Dodgers, uh, we don't really need to give you a lot of... Yeah, we've already covered that. Yeah, we know what they did. Uh, Spent over a billion dollars, blah, blah, blah. Glass now, Yamamoto. Some guy named Otani will be the DH. Oh, did you hear he's married? I got a push notification for Major League Baseball this morning. (laughs) And you you pushed back and said, what, I wasn't invited? No, I was like, why am I getting this on my phone from the MLB account? Never mind. Yeah. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, another addition to the Dodgers outfield. Don't forget about that. Um, I I don't know if there's a, a hole on this roster. Uh, the bullpen, again, Phillips, Gratterall, Blake Trinan returns from injury to make it even better. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, uh, Gavin Lux returns also this year for the Dodgers, and he'll play shortstop. Remember last year he got too. hurt yes. in, the, uh, yes. in spring training. Uh, San Francisco Giants, Bob Melvin takes over as skipper. Um, I, I don't really know the Giants, the, other than signing the Korean guy, Lee, Lee. to play center field. Right? Yeah, they brought in a couple. Uh, they brought in Soler. Yeah, and Jorge Soler. Thank you. Yes, D.H. Jorge Soler. Yeah. But I don't know that Soler can hit 40 home runs in that ballpark. 
Oh, I mean, I other than so other than Barry Bonds, I don't think anybody can hit 40 home runs in that ballpark. Uh, the other addition for the Giants was Jordan Hicks, the fireballing oh, yeah, yeah. reliever who's, who's going to go into the starting rotation for the Giants. Yeah, that is true. I, uh, I would love that. That's going to be a fun little experiment to see what happens there. I don't think I'm not I'm not even remotely worried about the Giants this year. They finished three wins behind the Padres last season. Let's go over to the National with the uh, champion Braves. 104 wins. They finished 14 games up on the Phillies last year. And they have added one of your, I believe, former fantasy players who you didn't like, Jared Kalenic. Oh, Kelnick. Kelnick. Yes. Uh, he had his moments last year. but Yeah, but they're expecting or they're hoping he'll have a breakout playing left field this year in replace of Rosario. He was a very highly touted prospect. Oh, yeah. And, he, and like I said, he, he did have moments last year. And he could be pretty good. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's going to not have a lot of pressure on him in the middle of that stacked lineup. Yeah. Uh, Ozzie Albies is back to play second base, but that's no big deal because according to MLB, he's not <laughs> even one of the top ten players not in the league. Not even mentioned. Uh, Chris Sale. Don't forget that. He was also added to the Braves rotation as if they needed help. But when I hear Chris Sale's name, I think how many games is he going to miss? Before he tears up the locker room and injures himself. True, yes. Uh, the Miami Marlins... I don't know if everybody remembers this. They won the same number of games as the Diamondbacks last year, and they were actually seated ahead of the Diamondbacks in the playoffs. I didn't remember That's that. how good of a season Miami had. 84-78, and 78, Tim Anderson comes in to play shortstop. I think that was a great signing. And, you know, oh, I didn't know they that got was him official on the cheap. Well, I, you know, I haven't heard anything different. Uh, otherwise, you know, similar cast. Uh, young pitchers, Lazardo, Perez... Braxton Garrett, Trevor Rogers. Of course, they don't have Alcantara. What? He's what? out for the year. He, uh, what? Yeah, he had uh, the Tommy John surgery. They won't have oh, Alcantara right. this year. Thank you for this update, Chris, because I would have definitely picked him not knowing what's happening. Well, that wouldn't have been a good move. No. Yeah. So, uh, But the Marlins going to go pretty much with the same look. Josh Bell and uh, Jake Berger were added late last season in the regular season at Jake first Berger and third. Jake Berger had a great end to the year. Berger did okay. Josh Bell also had a great end to the year. Yeah. Uh, New York Metropolitans, um, you know, Senga's already out with injury. He'll yeah. open the season on the disabled list. Luis Severino joins the starting rotation. I think one of the best things for the Mets is they get Edwin Diaz back. He that missed all of last true. season. Yeah. And they added Harrison Bader to play center field, which I think is an excellent pickup. Yeah, we would have taken him on the again. Padres yeah. for sure. Philadelphia Phillies, they're always good. One ninety last year. They've got Aaron Nola back. Resigned him. Zach Wheeler. They don't have Kimbrel to close anymore, but I think they got enough there with Alvarado, the lefty, to close games. Uh, the Phillies add anybody? Not really. I can't think of anyone. Similar, similar ball club to what they had a year ago. Yeah, but I mean, it's stacked. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, Cassianos, Schwarber. Yeah, my goodness. Uh, Washington Nationals finished last a year ago, but did win more games than the Cardinals. The Nationals have added. Joey Gallo. Oh, here we Good go. Good luck with that. Here we go. Nick Senzel was signed to play third base. He's another one of those highly touted prospects yeah. who's never done anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll keep an eye on the former Padres, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore. Check on their development.
as the season goes along. He he had some really good moments last year. He did. He did the second half. Uh, NL Central, Chicago Cubs. We know they just re-signed Bellinger short time ago. Um, I, I you know they added uh, the Japanese pitcher Imanaga. 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 Yes. Imanaga. I forgot about him. Yeah. All right. So uh, Cubs will be uh, bouncing back with a Mike Bush, Michael Bush from the Dodgers too. Okay. They picked him up in a trade. Well, the Cubs last year. It's interesting that they didn't really make themselves a lot better because they kind of didn't they uh, they missed the playoffs the by one game yeah because they they had it in the in the bank and then yeah, they ended up they losing faded. a ton of games uh, Suzuki dropped a fly ball and uh, cost them a big game down the stretch That's right, yeah and the Cubs missed it by one game the Reds missed it by two games last year which is even crazier to me I don't think the Reds are going to miss it this year you think they're going to make the playoffs they have so many good young players they can't all. You know, if if just half of their young players get better, they're going to be really tough to beat. I mean, Hunter Green, Abbott, they added Frankie Montes to the rotation, Lodolo. These are great young starting pitchers. They've got excellent. There, oh, you're not even to him yet. I'm not to him yet, but they got yeah, they got De La Cruz, McLean, the uh, infielder from UCLA, and Carnacion Strand, uh, Steer, Friedel, Benson. India's a DH now. Noel Marte is a new third baseman. I love the Reds coming into this season. Young players. You know, you sound like a Cincinnatian. But I'm not. I love the Reds coming into this season. I'm not. I believe is is said in Cincinnati every year. No, this is a year to say it. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, although they won the division last year, not going to be favored to win it this year. Yeah. Craig Council left. Reese Hoskins is their new first baseman, which I think is a nice ad. They got uh, youngsters in the outfield, Chirio and Freelich, two really young, exciting players. But um, no more Corbin Burns, no yeah. more Woodruffs hurt. Yeah. So we'll see about the Brew Crew. Yeah, I'm not sure about them this year. Uh, they're they're picked to win under 82 games this year. Really? Be under 500, uh, at least in the odds. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. One uh, nice addition for them is O'Neill Cruz, yes. who missed most of last season. Yeah. Uh, they signed Mitch Keller to a big contract to lead their rotation. Young players again for the Pirates. Rowdy Telez from Milwaukee comes over to play first base. And finally, the Cardinals, who had to be baseball's biggest disappointment last year. Um, yeah, I mean, they signed Brandon Crawford. I'm trying to think. It'll probably be a backup. I'm trying to think. Otherwise, pretty yeah. much the same look. Sonny Gray. Adds to the rotation along with Kyle Gibson and member the overpaid Lance Lynn. Yes, goes very, to the Cardinals as well. <laughs> very uh, overpaid Lance Lynn. He right. just has an arm. That's why he's being paid. <laughs> he's getting paid handsomely to have that arm. Uh, All right, there's your National League recap. We'll do the American job, League Chris. later. Thank you, sir. Daily Gambit next. Gwen and Chris. All right, did you know the oldest organized sport in North America is disc golf? (laughs) Were people upset with us yesterday? I mean, I said I would play disc golf. To be honest, I didn't. They were more upset that I said I would like to watch a pug get hit in the face by a frisbee. (laughs) Did Craig Elston approach you at all today? No, he did not. He did not. All right. I told him. I, I said it on the air. I was joking. I do. I don't want a dog to be. You were hurt. joking, but that 
I would. You were not joking laugh. that you thought it was funny that Craig Elson's pug got hit in the head with a frisbee. Yes. During a round of frisbee golf. Yes. Would I look away as the pug was getting hit in the head? No, I wouldn't. Oh no, you'd want to see this. Yes, I would. Yeah, you wouldn't want to miss it. Uh, the oldest organized sport in North America, apparently, with their origins going back to as early as the 12th century. Oh yeah, I remember that. Wait, <laughs> 12th century. Yeah. Eleven. So we're talking about the eleven hundreds. The eleven hundreds. Yes, that sport is lacrosse. Anyway, I tell you that because right now you have a chance to win a four pack of tickets oh. to Saturday's San Diego Seals lacrosse game. They're taking on the Toronto Rock. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com slash tickets. When are we going to get a Seals player on the show? I'm, I can, you know, we've, we've 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 had, had some of those guys on we have, before. Yeah. We have. I, I mean, the Seals are a uh, contending team mm-hmm. in a league. The the lacrosse league that they play in is the highest level in the in the in the country. Right? They're not a minor league team. They're a well. They're I a think they're a little club. bit different because they're not because they're indoor lacrosse. Like they're. I, I yeah, I know. For lack of a better term, I don't want to say arena lacrosse, but that's what. No, but for the indoor cross league. They're, that's the top league in the country. I've been to a couple games, and they're really fun. Like, I, I don't understand how these guys are able to catch the ball with their like with their lacrosse stick. Yeah, well, they I've walk, tried many I, I times. I don't know if you're aware of it, but anybody who plays lacrosse just walks around all day long with a lacrosse ball in the netting of their stick and just practices controlling it. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen that, it. too. In high school, we had a really good lacrosse team, and those guys would just carry it around school. Yeah, all day long. Uh, yeah, the National Lacrosse League. That's what they're in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but there is like a major league lacrosse too. But that's different. I know what you're saying. I'm confusing things over here. Uh, I'm looking at the 2023-24 standings, and apparently the Toronto Rock that are coming in here Saturday night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are on top of the league at 8-2. and two. The Seals are just a game behind. Oh, this is a huge game. This is a big game. This is this is a huge game. You're going to want these tickets. Let's give them away to the... Uh, Seventh caller, <laughs> since the Seals have seven wins. Okay, good. This All right. year. At least you had a reason behind I it. I do. 833-288-0973. Call in to win those tickets. Scraby's going to be a little busy during this segment as well, handling the daily gambit. Mm-hmm. So uh, stick with it on your phone calls. We will get a winner, and you'll get a chance to go see the Seals and the Rock, the Rock. on Saturday night. All right. I don't know what the odds are on that match. But uh, we do have a daily gambit to get to. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, nah, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. We have uh, some bets to review. We also have, I have a couple bets, and then I'm sure Chris has a couple bets as well. Let's start with the Aztecs women's game last night. New Mexico, three and a half point favorites. The Aztecs women, both Chris and I chose them, getting the points. And we did win our bet. 
but the Aztecs lost the game. New Mexico won 66-63, so they just covered for us. The Aztecs uh, got the uh, win uh, for the uh, the betters. I uh, This was a uh, just a real quick note. Yeah. Because this is how life is playing in the pit at Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. New Mexico shot 34 free throws. The Aztecs shot 12. Okay, you sent me a text last night, and I had to read that three times because I, I thought that was a typo. It I, wasn't. I don't want to blame the refs. No, you didn't. Stacey uh, Terry Hudson. She didn't want to blame the refs either, but. That's a huge disparity. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. 34 to 12. No wonder New Mexico won the game, and they only won by three. How many free throws did they make? They made 28. Give them credit for making their I free mean, throws. I mean, making 28, po- uh, giving, getting 28 points off of free throws yeah. already gives you a That's lot. That's a of- huge advantage. Yeah, huge, huge advantage. That's the home court. But there was an interesting finish to the game for the betters. And I was thinking of it as I was calling the end of the game. <laughs> really? Yes, because the Aztecs were down three points. New Mexico actually had the ball with five seconds left getting ready to inbound. And obviously the strategy for the Aztecs would be to foul, yeah, which would have put New Mexico on the free throw oh, line again. Yeah. Yep, yep, and they yep. could have gotten a bigger lead than three. They could have won by four, maybe five, and beaten the spread. But the Aztecs stole the inbound pass. And actually had a chance to tie it, but the best they could do was a half-court shot. Okay. And it bounced off the rim, and New Mexico held on to win by three. And But the Aztecs won the bet. Were you secretly excited that they won the bet? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was disappointed for yeah, the kids. They played a really, really good game last night. Just came up a little short. But, uh, yeah, 34 free throws to 12. Life on the road in college basketball. All right, go ahead. That's that's crazy. That's that brutal. really is. Uh, Louisville and Duke last night. Duke, 20-and-a-half-point favorites. Kyle Filipowski played last night, and Duke, Chris and I both took them. They did win 84-59, so handily 25 points. They covered. Yes, very. Yeah. Well, not very easily, but, but easy, easy enough. enough. Right. Well, jinx. Uh-huh. Uh, Providence at Marquette last night. Marquette, 11 and a half point favorites. Chris and I went with the Friars because we were all about them. Yeah. Marquette wins 91 69. So we were about the Friars because we thought that they should be allowed to be called the Padres. Yes, that's right. Since the Padres like to call themselves the Friars. So we bet with our heart and not with our head. We did. Again. It cost us. Don't the, do that. The Lakers and the Clippers last night. Clippers were three and a half point favorites in this one. Now, I woke up to a bunch of push notifications about the greatness of LeBron James. And so. They were with 11:45 left in the fourth quarter. The Lakers trailed the Clippers 98 to 77. LeBron took over, scoring 19 in the uh, fourth quarter, including five threes to uh, get the win for the Lakers 116-112. We chose the Clippers, so we lost that one. Yeah, too. we're up 21 in the fourth quarter. We're feeling pretty good, but LeBron James had none of it, and this turned out to be the greatest fourth quarter comeback of LeBron James's career. Whoa, that's saying something because he's, he's been around a lot a while. of games. Yeah, 21 point deficit. By the way, LeBron James. I, it still amazes me. What is he, 38? He's 39 because he's a year older than me. It's incredible that he's able to still come up with these performances. Now, he can't do this night after night anymore, but he's still got it in him to he do does. this. I, I know Jordan's going to always be the greatest, and you'll never be able to change my mind because I'm a Bulls fan. But LeBron is... Whether you like him or not, and I know you don't like him. I th- will you stop putting words in my no, mouth? No, you don't I, like him. It's, it's not right. that I don't like him. I just, it was more fun to to, to anger Tony because oh. I was saying those things about him. <laughs> you know, like him or not, I mean, this guy is really, if he's not the best, he's... 
because he's so amazingly good. I've actually um, saw some people. I can't remember where it was, but it was one of those ESPN shows. But they were arguing about how dumb how dumb it is to have these debates about who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. I kind of with them. You can't really compare. It the doesn't two. really matter. It doesn't really matter. They can both be great. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, all right. So, what do you have for tonight? Yes, this hour brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, everyone. Now, my Dons are playing Gonzaga tonight. Gonzaga, the 23rd ranked team in the country. Dons are at home, so they are getting four points. The Zags are favored by four. I will go first, and I will take my Dons. Of course you will. Um, this, to me, is an example of how far Gonzaga has fallen. I know they're ranked 23rd. Yeah. But if you look at the bracketologist, mm-hmm. they have Gonzaga as the last team into the tournament. I've seen that, yeah. They cannot afford to lose this game. But they're playing USF, and they're only favored by four. Yeah. I mean, that's Gonzaga. I'm taking USF also. Wow. Hell yeah. Let's go, USF. Let's go, Dons. It wouldn't break my heart to see Gonzaga <laughs> knocked out of the tournament. One of my one of my favorite tournament moments outside of everything last year was the couple years ago when the Dons were in the tournament for the first time. That was since a hell I of a game. School. It was. Who they did they play? Like, I can't Forget remember. Aust- no, it was Murray State, and it was like it was an unbelievable game. Was it overtime? Double overtime, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dons played a hell of a game. All right, so we both take the Dons there. Now the Lakers are playing again tonight, but they're playing against the Wizards. I I made this or put this bet in there this morning, so I'm not sure if LeBron's playing. But his over-under for points, rebounds, and assists is 40 and a half. Okay. Wizards are really bad. They have, I think they won only nine games. LeBron, I'm not sure what his stats look like on back-to-back nights. And so what I'm thinking here, Chris, is that he's going to go under because he's not going to play as much. And it's a second of back-to-back. Yeah. And... Last night, he probably used every bit of energy he has yeah, exactly. to win that game. You're right about the Wizards. They're 9-49. and 49. That's yeah. unbelievable. How do you go bad. to work and like feel good about it? I don't know. But Kyle Kuzma was offered it. to be traded and said no. He wanted to stay there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with your thinking. All right. I'm going to go under as well. 40 and a half for LeBron. We have not disagreed on a bet in two days. I'm going to say this about LeBron again. Do you know his streak now of double-figure games is over 1,200? That is wild. 1,200 games scoring in double figures. It goes back like 19 years Wow! since he last had a single-digit scoring game. The next highest streak in the NBA is like 130 by Joel Embiid. That's crazy. LeBron's at 1,200 and counting. Wow. All right, I got Utah minus eight at home against Stanford. Can't tell you a whole lot about either of these Pac-12 schools. Uh, Utah minus eight at home against Stanford. The only thing I can tell you is that Utah is going to the Big 12 next year, and Stanford stupidly is going to the ACC. (laughs) So they better enjoy their trip to Utah tonight because next year their games are going to be like In, in North Carolina. Yeah, the Carolinas. Crazy. Are you up first on this one? I'll go first. All right. Uh, I don't know. It's at altitude. I'll take Utah. All right. I'm going to go Stanford. You can have Just to disagree. All right. Then we get a couple of local games. Uh, USD is at Loyola Marymount tonight. The Toreros are getting eight. Loyola Marymount. The Lions are favored by eight. Hmm. Over the 
USD Toreros. The Toreros. I thought the Toreros were better than. I thought the Mar- Loyola Marymount was worse than an eight point spread, and USD was better than an well, eight point spread. Well, then pick USD. I'm going to. You know? What do you think? You can take the Toreros there. All right. Get the eight. Eight and a half, actually. Eight and a half is Even, great. As uh, Scott Van Pelt says all the time, you're getting eight and the hook. <laughs> that is the reference to a half a point. Toreros are six and eight. Loyola's four and ten. In conference? Yeah. So why is Loyola favored by so to, much? USD, do they not play well on the road? I think I They're four and that. six on the road, which isn't awful. No. Loyola's seven and eight at home. I don't know either. I mean, I'm not doing a lot of research, but this looks like a USD to me as well. Eight and a half. I'll take it. Uh, final game on the board, UC San Diego Tritons taking on Cal State Bakersfield tonight. It's in Bakersfield. Tritons are favored by six. I'm going to tell you something. The Tritons are having a great season. Not only did they almost beat the Aztecs this year, they are currently tied for first place in the Big West Conference. And they're going to get shut out of the tournament. And they can't go to the NCAA tournament. This is so stupid. It and is. I'm not just saying that because it's going to you know, affect UCSD. I've said it before on other schools. James Madison in football this year. Why do you have to? What do you have to wait for? What is even the reasoning for it? You have become a Division I school. You're playing at that level. If you win, why shouldn't you be able to advance to the tournament? I, the NCAA has a lot of stupid rules. This is one of them. Well, it has to. It probably has to do with money of some sort. What money of some sort? I don't know. There's money involved as to why they can't do it. Maybe they don't want to pay that school or something. I don't know. This is a UCSD theory. should be eligible. They're tied with UC Irvine for the lead, and they can't. They're not eligible to go to the NCAA's. Just idiotic. You know what? Whoever NCAA. wins the tournament this year, it's an asterisk. Because UCSD won't be in exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> Just like Taylor Gooch said about Rory McIlroy. Yes, national champion, UConn, second year Who in a cares? row. But this one comes with an asterisk. It does. UCSD not in there. Uh, uh, I'm going to go UCSD. Yeah. It would look bad if I took Cal State Bakersfield. No, it wouldn't. All right, I'll take them just to have some fun. What's their mascot? The Roadrunners. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not bad. They play on a really ugly... We played there one time, the women's team. Mm-hmm. It's like an ugly blue floor with yellow foul lines. Ugh. It's uh, it's hideous, basically. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, take a look for the Cal State Bakersfield floor. If it's the same as it was a couple years ago. Ooh, oh, oh. Right? Ah, See? Yeah. Right? Am I, it's am I, fully, it's fully it's blue, blue, right, from end to end. So the key, the inside the key is like regular basketball court color, and then the entire rest of the court is navy blue. That is weird. Disgusting. Disgusting, Chris. <laughs> Just for that, I'll still take Bakersfield. Ugh. All right, there you go. Our picks for today. We'll take a quick timeout. Uh, Scraby will give away yes. the winner of the lacrosse winner, tickets, so. and then we'll come back. Much more Gwen and Chris. 30-mile zone. Is around the corner. We Don't go too far. One. Don't go too far. Traffic. Oh. Winning Chris. Nate, nicely done. On the phone call there, Nate uh, dialed in at the proper time to win the uh, four-pack of tickets to see the Seals and the Rock. Battle for first place in the NLL That's on right. Saturday night.
Very excited to. You know, one of my favorite things is when someone wins tickets and they're like super excited about it. Yes. There's something that it's not the biggest deal in the world no, to us. No. But when you win tickets and you kind of go, eh. I'm like, oh, what's it, wrong it, with you? It, yeah. It, it, I, I'm, it, it's bothersome. It is bothersome because you it's want somebody like, to you feel yeah you want somebody to feel like you know like yeah hey, this is a good deal because sometimes people say like oh man I I I'm so happy that I won these because I wouldn't have gone otherwise and then there's some people that are like so yeah. it's only two <laughs> I'm like, yes it's only two tickets is there any way I could get four no you're giving you're getting two tickets sir we should put a rule in that if the person winning is rude. You can have the power oh, to take the prize away no, from them. No, you don't want that. You I don't know. Want, I don't want that power. No, there'd be, be lawsuits left and right. Lawsuits, huh? Yeah, people you know, would be suing the Odyssey Palace for two lacrosse tickets. <laughs> I, I uh, am the. I, I guess I'm the keeper of the YouTube chat over here, so I have full authority of blocking people and banning people, is what they say. But um, yesterday there was someone just being weird in the chat. And so I was letting it go just because I don't want to just block people because it bothers me. But then when it started bothering our people, yeah, I was like, nah, yeah. And I think twice before them. you put something stupid in the chat. Seriously, because not only do you look stupid, but understand that it affects a lot of different people who are in the chat yes. and watching the show on YouTube. Yeah. So please think, uh, think that through, please. The Philadelphia Phillies organization has thought through dollar hot dog night that's amazing now here's the story the phillies for the last 25 years have had hot dog night and the hot dogs go for a dog okay so dollar hot dog night oh man really needed to break that one down i know well i was confused <laughs> myself for a moment the phillies are ending the promotion they are not going to do it anymore. Is it, a, is it a cash flow thing? A statement from the team said the change was made, quote, based on the organization's ongoing commitment to provide a positive experience for all fans in attendance. So you ask, what wasn't positive about Dollar Dog Night? Uh, yeah. Here's your answer. Last year... Stupid Philadelphia fans began chucking their hot dogs <laughs> at players on the field and at other fans in the stadium. Okay. I'm not laughing because it's stupid to do it to players, but... Apparently, dogs were soaring around the stadium throughout the game last year. On April the 11th, ballpark franks were being projectiled in several sections... Some out on the field toward players, leading to multiple ejections. Oh. I love this story. It says, to be frank, <laughs> the Phillies don't necessarily need the hot dog deal anymore to pack in crowds. That's true. They're one of the better teams. They averaged, they got over 3 million fans last year. When they started the promotion 25 years ago, they were trying to boost ticket sales. But the I Philly fans... Have you know? Look, the Philadelphia Philly fans, and I I know a lot of a lot of people from Philadelphia. I play softball with a bunch of them on Thursday nights. I love them, but their fans are terrible. I mean, I'm, let's be honest. I've Philadelphia fans are terrible. I'm not saying this. 
I am. <laughs> I gave you it. And I'm sorry. I mean, they did, they're so bad that they got dollar hot dog night taken off the calendar because they couldn't help from throwing hot dogs at each no, other. No, no, Chris. We all know the real reason behind this. They're no. not making any money on the dollar hot dogs, and they're they're like, we have a packed house now. We need to make money. No, I disagree with you. I think they would still have it. They're going to have a, a two-for-one promotion, I think, later on. But what's the difference between selling? I, mean, I know it's a, a dollar hot dog, but... Because a two-for-one, each hot dog's like $8. I get that, but... Like, so two-for-one isn't that still, great of a deal. People could still go buy hot dogs and throw them. Yeah, but you're not going to throw an $8 hot dog. You may throw a $1 hot dog. They're the same hot dog. But it's not the same price. <laughs> I, All right. Would you the the <laughs> would you wait a minute? Here's another here's another line in the story. This unpopular move may fail to cut the mustard with fans. Oh, I love all these. <laughs> I love all these. Yeah. So I've told this on the show before, but in college, one of my friends was having a party, and the police were called, and so the police were trying to like clear out the party, and they told my friend, since you're hosting the party, you need to go and let everybody know they need to leave. So. Us friends went and helped them. So I'm yelling at the back saying, police want you to leave. And some dude threw a pizza at me and it hit me in the face, Chris. Oh, no. <laughs> and the Did the police take action? No, but the pepperoni hit me in the eye and it really hurt. But my question is, what would you do if you were hit in the face by a hot dog at a baseball game? I don't know. I'd probably go buy some ketchup and see if it, you know, I don't know. You would be angry. I would be a little upset. I, I, I don't understand these fans. Now, here's the thing in Philadelphia. The company Aramark that sells the hot dogs said that ahead of the 2022 World Series game, when the Phillies played the Astros, that one out of every three fans ate at least one hot dog at Citizens Bank Park. Wow. And an average of 7,000 hot dogs were sold per game. Wow, that's a that's lot a of hot dogs. a ton of hot dogs. But there will be no more dollar hot dog night in Philadelphia because the fans could not, frankly, could not oh, contain hey themselves. Oh. I'm using the same joke that they Thanks. used. Couldn't contain themselves, so... Sorry about that, Philly fans. When I first read the story, it said Phillies scrap dollar dog night. I thought that they were letting actual dogs in for a dollar. And they decided that the fans were so unruly and the dog with the dogs that they weren't going to let them in. My idea was going to be to let the dogs in and just leave the fans at home. <laughs> the because dogs behave better than fans. You know, yes, they do. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, the last year... The Phillies were on my bad side because they refused to let the man in with his uh, emotional support alligator. I recall. I, I don't remember what <laughs> the alligator's name was. But I maybe remember Buddy that or story. Something. The alligator's upset about this dollar dog night being uh, discontinued. Seriously, he probably scooped up a bunch of uh, oh my wayward hot dogs. Can you imagine that would be the that would be an alligator's best life? That would be a dream night for the alligator. Just alligators been throw or alligators getting hot dogs thrown at him. Come on, people. <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, they're they're outlawing hot dog night. Do you know that when I was young, back in the mid brothers? Oh, I'm sorry. The, the at Yankee yeah. Stadium, they used to have on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of summer, bat day, and everyone on their way into the ballpark at Yankee Stadium got a bat, not a replica bat, like a real bat, a bat. 
and no one beat each other with those in the in the crowd. Can you even imagine in this day and age trying to have bat day at a ballpark? But what with what happens in the stands nowadays? What 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 has changed? I mean, honestly, what do you what mean? Is, what has changed? No, no, do you no. see the videos of fans beating the yes, snot out of, of each course. other all the time? But why were we able to give bats away to people back then, but we can't give bats to people now? Are we just more unhinged now than we were back then? I can't. I can't. I think you I, know the answer to that question. All right. Yes. The answer is yes. We're far more unhinged. Yes. The answer is yes. I mean, it would be a an utter catastrophe. If they gave away bats. Bat night at Yankee Stadium? I'm not going to that night. If there was 40,000 people at the game, only 20,000 of the people would get out alive. And, and like, and Yankees fans seem like the worst people to be getting bats. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. They have videos of Bat Day on YouTube if you're, uh, if you're interested. They did have it. <laughs> and no one was injured, huh? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I, I have to do a little research on that. <laughs> but I, I recall a shot. Of them saying, all right, everybody wave your bats in the air. You oh, know, and there's like a cool. shot of all these bats waving around. That's kind of cool until, until hits somebody hits head. somebody in the head with it. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. All right, Scraby's got a great 30-mile zone. It's coming up next on Gwen and Chris. String cheese during the commercial breaks. <laughs> what of it? You know, No, you don't just eat string cheese, Chris. You devour I string do. cheese. I do. I you devour it. I told you, there's a promo that says I'm a pig. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, food and I <laughs> don't get along, so I just eat it and, you know, get rid of it as quickly as I can. Well, I think it's kind of strange what that you don't eat string cheese like string cheese is supposed to be eaten, which is in string form. I, I, I think I do. I just do it quickly. Okay. And effectively. And effectively. On the, the string chat. cheese doesn't stand a chance against me. On the chat, Anthony said, Ello eats string cheese like a maniac. <laughs> all right. First of all, he's probably right. Second of all, you try eating any food on a camera that is basically shoved up your nostril by Scraby. It's hard to look too hip. That's why I don't eat on camera. Eating under those circumstances. <laughs> well, I thought that when we went to break that we went put, to break on the uh, video as we, well. We did. I was just maybe you were a little late. five seconds behind you. I see. And everybody saw you go Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you guys have your fun. I'm here to entertain in any way that I can. Uh, 3.39 is the time. Chris Ella, Matt Scraby, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. broadcasted today's Padre game. A 5-3 Padre victory over the Oakland A's. Uh, Padres improved to 4-4 four and four now in spring training play. But the game was played at some little league field that the A's own across yeah. town. No, it was not even real, in Phoenix. It was somewhere on the It was the so far away. It's that Flagstaff. Tony Gwynn Jr. is like not going to be heard from for days. And they, they didn't give him the helicopter either. No, he's got to make his way back to Peoria. So we may be able to hear from him a little later on, but we're not planning on it. Pedro Avila had pitched well today. Much better. Three innings allowed just one run. And uh, the hitting star today are stars. Kyle Higashioka, th- two for three with a ribby. And uh, Graham Pauly, two for three with a couple of RBIs. He had a two-RBI triple to help the Padres win their third spring game in a row. You can tell me that it doesn't matter, but I think it matters. I don't think it matters, but I will say this. When they were one and four, 
Had they lost three more and gone to one and seven? Would have made you a little nervous? Not me, but me? everybody out there would have been panicked. Real quick with the string cheese. Oh, come on. Uh, Boogie says, I'm shocked he still has fingers after seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the old line? Keep your uh, hands and arms yeah. away from his mouth. Yeah, and then Chance says, leave him alone. He only had two minutes to eat his string cheese. So. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Yes. All right. I appreciate that. Chance, uh, let's take a chance on some traffic now. And today's 30-mile zone. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. That's not actually the answer. If you don't know your sports gossip, can you really call yourself a sports fan? It's time to bring together sports and celebrity gossip. We call it the 30 Mile Zone, mainly so we don't get sued by the real company on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The Open says it all, and we got a lot of stories, so I'm going to get right into it. And Chris... Shohei Otani is off the market. I don't know if you saw Why this. Why are you telling me this? Was I interested? I, I, I don't know. Are you? I mean, No, yeah. I was not. Okay. Well, Why would uh, I be interested? Shohei Otani, I woke up to a push notification today from Major League Baseball saying, he's married. Uh-oh. And so I'm not, this is, again, not a Shohei Otani bashing segment for me. I'm just tired of the Juan Soto and Shohei Otani being shoved down my throat every time I look at my phone. But let's give Shohei his credit. I got to say, for a guy as famous as him and as an as big of an international superstar that he is, he kept this so quiet that no one had any idea that he was even in a serious relationship. Good job, Shohei. So he tied the knot, and he said today on Instagram that he did, and he said he's... Uh, 
that he married someone from his native country of Japan who is very special to him, and he's excited for what is to come, and he thank you for the support. He also says that he him, his wife, and his dog are going to have a you know a family going forward together. I hope that uh, nothing but happiness for Shohei. Yes. I know you don't. You're hoping for no, some no. sort of issues I, uh, to pop up here I, in a no, few God, months. I don't care. I don't care. I don't wish divorce upon Shohei Otani. I just don't want to see it on the MLB. It's almost making me feel like when NFL changed their bio on Instagram to like the Swifty account or something. It just is like way too much. I get it. You want to pump up these guys, but pump up other players too. I haven't seen... One thing from the Padres on MLB this year. Do you care, though, if, uh, I don't know, some no-name player gets married? No. Okay. That's why I don't care about this. Well, you no, but Shohei's a public figure. He's one of the biggest names in sports. I know. That's why I'm saying. You like to know this stuff. I don't really care that You were interested in it enough to make it the lead story today on 30 Mile Zone. Mm Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you. Good point, Chris. I thought it was a good point. We'll move on. Now, the next story is Tom Brady. We were talking about the Combine earlier, the NFL Combine. It's going on right now. Chris and I have been watching the uh, linemen. I know. You've been watching it. Watching the linemen (laughs) run their 40-yard dashes. Just just stuff jiggling everywhere. But Tom Brady ran recently the 40-yard dash, and he was actually faster now than he was when he was 22 years old. He's 46 now, okay. and he put up the video, so you can see this everywhere on social media. But he was, he said he wasn't sure if he could beat 5.28 seconds, and you know... He had two goes at this, and the first one was 5.18, and the second one was 5.12. So he's faster than he was at the age of 22. I, I, I mean, it's definitely impressive, but I don't know how impressed I am by this because it's Tom Brady. He's one of the most fit people on the heat. He also has uh, some of the best uh, care of any person on the planet. Exactly. He's got nutritionists. He's got whatever he wants at his disposal. But still, I mean, he's 46 and he's running a 5.1240. So not bad, but Tom Brady is making the news for that. Now, Cowboys, okay, here comes some of the dirty parts of the uh, 30-mile zone. We have two paternity tests that we have to talk about. Oh, boy. Now, this first one is... This is a little more serious than just fun fun and games. And I want to take off my fun and games personality right now because this is sad. And it's sad for two reasons. One, because both these guys seem like they do not want to take responsibility for something that they should. And number two, they're making... Just a big deal out of it, and it's it's not good for the child itself. Well, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, he must take a paternity test, the judge ruled, because a 27-year-old woman is in the middle of a legal dispute with him because she says he is her biological father. He says that he is not. Texas judge yesterday rejected an appeal from Jerry Jones of that 2022 ruling, and um he is now going to have to do that, and they're going to have to. It, it, it will prove whether or not he's actually the father of this woman. Oh, her name is Alexandra Davis. That's not important to me. What is important to me is the reaction of Jerry Jones's wife. Does anybody check in with these people? No. I mean, <laughs> that's the, the the first thing I have to say. Okay. Secondly, I mean, honestly, if some judge ordered me to take a paternity test. On, with some other woman, I 
I would be sleeping on your couch for the rest of time. <laughs> but, I mean, but, right? But, but, I mean, I don't mm. understand these public figures. I mean, these kinds of things don't even matter. And the worst part of it is that, you know, Jerry Jones, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to speak for Jerry Jones, but seems to me Jerry Jones probably wants this to be negative. And if it's positive, right, that this child is his, mm-hmm. probably just send along a bunch of money yeah, not care. and wash his hands of it yeah, and not care about the future of an actual living, breathing human being. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that, that I ha- I struggle with. I struggle with that, too. It's not good. I mean, this happened in the mid, or I guess Jerry met the met her mother in mid-1990 area. Oh, then, really? So this this yeah, young she's, lady she's is... She's 27 years old. 27 years old. Wow. And she's been trying to... Oh, I thought the woman he was taking the paternity test with is 27. Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. Oh, no. all right. No, this happened a long time okay, ago. I That's you. why his wife is not angry with him, but... Why, why, why wouldn't she be? Because this happened, when it happened. This probably happened before they even met. I don't know that, but I would assume. All right, it's go ahead. a long time. Anyway. But, I mean, that's the original settlement allegedly called for Jones to pay Cynthia Davis, the mother, $375 and for Alexandra Davis to receive a certain monthly, annual, and special funding from a trust until she was 21, and then 24 and 26 and 28 were the payments. But now she's going after... Um, millions of dollars. Uh, I guess attorneys for Jones said that she has already received millions of dollars. But anyway, this is kind of a mess and it's very sad. So we'll How about receiving any of Jerry Jones's time and tender care well, no, as a you know, father. Uh, well, no. His his time. How much did that tender, happen? His time and tender care is here's my attorneys. Let's go get this tied up in court. No kidding, man. That that's the thing that that really irks me. And you know, I'm not a huge Jerry Jones fan in the first place. But this kind of stuff gets swept under the rug so easily. And now the only good news for Jerry Jones in this is that uh, yes, he has company because your guy, Chris Tyree my Kill. Guy. He, has, I've told you many times that I struggle to root for this guy on a Sunday afternoon. And let me ask you a real question: Are you? Is it becoming more and more and yes. more difficult? Yes, it is. Well, because we, well, I didn't. We didn't talk. It wouldn't about it on bother this show. me. It wouldn't bother me if the Dolphins just shipped him out and brought in another good receiver. It really wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me in any way. I know how good he is, but, yeah. but hey, he's a point, good football player. He might even be a great football player. He's no better than a lousy human being. He's not, yeah. There's there's just so much stuff that surrounds him, uh, and he has a couple, I believe, a couple paternity tests going on. But <laughs> he, I mean, it's like, what, has he got a weekly standing appointment with I the paternity guess. doctor? Maury Povich just has, yeah. a, has a place in his house, but... Here it is. Uh, Brittany Lackner filed a paternity test against Hill, saying he was the father of her son that was born in February of 2023, so a year ago. Uh, the parties agree and acknowledge that Tyreek Hill is the natural and biological father of the child, um, but he settled with her out of court, and so we don't really know what the settlement was all about, but there it is again. We're talking about a sell- settlement, Chris. Yeah, we're not talking about Tyreek Hill, as far as we know, even wanting to be part of the youngster's life. I And here's what her lawyer I- this is so to, maybe it's probably you know what with Tyree Kill it might be better for this young person to not have to deal with Tyree Kill well, as a father. Maybe, but no, no. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you, you uh, lousy. You're saying lousy fathers better than no father. Um, 
No, not necessarily yeah. saying that either. Because I'm not saying, I don't think Tyreek Hill would be too, too, well, too here's awesome. here's what her lawyers are saying about the whole thing in their court filing, saying that Hill had, quote, de- demonstrated utter and abject unconcern for the child and wholly failing to act as a parent and is completely failing to support the child. That Tyreek Hill fails in everything. Really Tyreek Hill fails in absolutely everything except for running and catching footballs. I can't disagree there. And for that, he is a multi-gazillionaire and applauded blindly all over the world. I mean, anytime that you have, I, I get that famous people get targeted sometimes, but anytime that you have multiple paternity cases open and you also now have a lawsuit against you from some, a woman saying that you were angry with her because she showed you up in an offensive line blocking drill and then you broke her leg. Like that's also on the table for Tyreek Hill. And he just goes on like this is what isn't on the table for Tyreek Hill. And his podcast, honestly. this bothers me about his I podcast. mean, he also was uh, sued for uh, beating some girlfriend up a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. I mean, enough with this guy already. I his, mean, his, look, his, the Miami Dolphins aren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway, you know? Well, so you know, move no, no, no. him out and get somebody else in there as a decent human being. Please. Fortunately, that's not how the NFL works. Chris. I know. I know. I I agree. And when he catches his first pass on opening day, I'll be uh, have a warm and fuzzy feeling inside. I, I think inside. he'll hesitate to cheer a little bit. You know? All right. Now, a Kansas City Chiefs super fan accused of robbing banks across the country has pleaded guilty and could face decades in prison. Xavier Badabar better known as the wolf suit wearing Chiefsaholic, has pleaded guilty <laughs> to three this? charges. Chiefsaholic. One count of he's a he's like a he's like a big Chiefs guy who dresses up like a wolf at the games. He's uh, being charged with one count of money laundering, one count of transporting stolen property across state lines, and one count of bank robbery in Oklahoma. That is going to put him in prison for a very long time. The 29-year-old originally pleaded not guilty to 19 charges, so this is what he's facing now. Now he did. Uh, according to the investigation, he did use the money that he stole to pay for tickets to Chiefs games and travel and bet- betting on games. But really what people are talking about in this whole thing is how his lawyer what how his lawyer. um what am I trying to say here? How his lawyer presented everything to everyone when he spoke to the media. Okay. So here it is. And it's it's just pay attention to the words he's using from the beginning of this case, folks. The government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. <laughs> but today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chiefs' kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. All right, I don't really care to hear. I don't want to hear any more of this. But everybody's like, dude. So he stood up and, and acknowledged the fact that he's robbed multiple banks, but then used a bunch of and we're supposed. Su- I understand that we're supposed to honor this guy. Apparently, maybe opening night at the Chiefs game this year, they ought to honor him at halftime uh, no. for being such a terrific person and coming clean. No, he cut off his ankle monitor and fled to California, and that's Unreal. where they actually found him. But everybody's like, dude, lawyer, you're not making yourself look very good with this whole thing right now. 
now. So. Yeah, let's uh, throw Xavier away, and uh, you know what? Put a little side room available for his lawyer too, just for being an idiot. <laughs> his lawyer too. I can't. These lawyers crack me up. Um, that's basically it. There was one more that I had, and it would be uh, the. Oh man, how did I forget Cream Abdul Jabbar? Well, why don't you get him at the uh, right after the, the top of okay. the hour? All right, we have to. You have to stick around. Cream. For Kareem. It's not Kareem. Yeah, it's Cream. Yeah, Abdul Jabbar. Yes. Yeah. Before we get to the top of the hour, I want to wish a happy sixth birthday out oh. there to Indiana Pacers star guard Tyrese Halliburton. Sixth birthday. Yes, he was oh, born on this day, two thousand. All right. This is only the sixth February twenty ninth that he has seen. He's actually obviously 24, but happy but leap year to he? everybody today. His day, the, the birthday doesn't actually exist except for every four years. That's Chris. what I'm saying. So he's six years old today. Congratulations actually, to Tyrese. I actually got into a conversation this morning about birthdays on leap days. Like, do they count kind of thing? Like, there how you do go. you count them? Anyways. All right. So happy uh, sixth, Tyrese. You're a hell of a good <laughs> player for six years old. I'll say that. All right. We'll come back. Chris versus the fans is next. Stick around. All right, did you know the oldest organized sport in North America is disc golf? <laughs> Were people upset with us yesterday? I mean, uh, I said I would play disc golf. To be honest, I didn't. They were more upset that I said I would like to watch a pug get hit in the face by a Frisbee. <laughs> did Craig Elston approach you at all no, today? No, he did not. He did not. All right. I told him. I, I said it on the air. I was joking. I do. I don't want a dog to be. You were hurt, joking, but that I would. You were not joking laugh. that you thought it was funny that Craig Elson's pug got hit in the head with a frisbee. Yes, during a round of frisbee golf. Yes. Would I look away as the pug was getting hit in the head? No, I wouldn't. Oh no, you'd want to see this. Yes, I would. Yeah, you wouldn't want to miss it. Uh, the oldest organized sport in North America, apparently, with their origins going back to as early as the 12th century. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Wait, <laughs> 12th century? Yeah. 11, so we're talking about the 1100s? The 1100s, yes. That sport is lacrosse. Anyway, I tell you that because right now you have a chance to win a four-pack of tickets oh. to Saturday's San Diego Seals lacrosse game. They're taking on the Toronto Rock. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com slash tickets. When are we going to get a... Seals player on the show. I'm, I can. You work know, on we've, that. we've 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 had, had some of those guys on we have, before. Yeah. We have. I, I mean, the Seals are a uh, contending team mm -hmm. in a league. The the lacrosse league that they play in is the highest level in the in the in the country, right? They're not a minor league team. They're a well. They're I a think big they're a little club. bit different because they're not because they're indoor lacrosse. Like they're I, I yeah. I know. For lack of a better term, I don't want to say arena lacrosse, but that's what no. But for the indoor lacrosse league, there that's the top league in the country. I've been to a couple games and they're really fun. Like I I don't understand how these guys are able to catch the ball. With their like with their lacrosse stick, yeah. Well, they I've walk, tried many. I, I don't times. know if you're aware of, but anybody who plays lacrosse just walks around all day long with a lacrosse ball in the netting of their stick and just practices. Oh, yeah. Controlling yeah, I've seen it. that too. In high school, we had a really good lacrosse team, and those guys would just carry it around school. Yeah, all day long. Uh, yeah, the National Lacrosse League. That's what they're in. Yeah, right. Yeah, but there is like a major league lacrosse too, but that's different. I know what you're saying. I'm confusing things over here. I'm um, looking at the 2023-24 standings, and apparently the Toronto Rock 
that are coming in here Saturday night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are on top of the league at eight and two. The Seals are just a game behind. Oh, this is a huge game. This is a big game. This is this is a huge game. You're gonna want these tickets. Let's give them away to the uh seventh caller. <laughs> Since the Seals have seven wins. Okay, good. This All right. Year. At least you had a reason behind it. I do. 833-288-0973. Call in to win those tickets. Scraby's going to be a little busy during this segment as well, handling the daily gambit. Mm-hmm. So uh, stick with it on your phone calls. We will get a winner, and you'll get a chance to go see the Seals and the Rock, the Rock. on Saturday night. All right. I don't know what the odds are on that match, but uh, we do have a daily gambit to get to. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, nah, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answer yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. We have uh, some bets to review. We also have, I have a couple bets, and then I'm sure Chris has a couple bets as well. Let's start with the Aztecs women's game last night. New Mexico, three and a half point favorites. The Aztecs women, both Chris and I chose them, getting the points. And we did win our bet, but the Aztecs lost the game. New Mexico won 66-63, so they just covered for us. The Aztecs uh, got the uh, win uh, for the uh, the betters. I uh, This was a uh, just a real quick note. Yeah. Because this is how life is playing in the pit at Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. New Mexico shot 34 free throws. The Aztecs shot 12. Okay, you sent me a text last night, and I had to read that three times because I, I thought that was a typo. It I, wasn't. I don't want to blame the refs. No, he didn't. Stacy uh, Terry Hudson. She didn't want to blame the refs either. But that's a huge disparity. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Thirty-four to twelve. No wonder New Mexico won the game, and they only won by three. How many free throws did they make? They made twenty-eight. Give them credit for making their I free mean, throws. Making twenty-eight, po- uh, giving getting twenty-eight points off of free throws yeah. already gives you a that's lot. That's a of, huge advantage. Yeah, huge, huge advantage. That's the home court. But there was an interesting finish to the game for the betters. And I was thinking of it as I was calling the end of the game. <laughs> really? Yes, because the Aztecs were down three points. New Mexico actually had the ball with five seconds left getting ready to inbound. And obviously the strategy for the Aztecs would be to foul, yeah, which would have put New Mexico on the free throw oh, line again. Yeah. Yep, yep, and they yep. could have gotten a bigger lead than three. They could have won by four, maybe five, and beaten the spread. But the Aztecs stole the inbound pass. And actually had a chance to tie it, but the best they could do was a half-court shot. Okay. And it bounced off the rim, and New Mexico held on to win by three. And But the Aztecs won the bet. Were you secretly excited that they won the bet? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was disappointed for yeah, the kids. They played a really, really good game last night. Just came up a little short. But, uh, yeah, 34 free throws to 12. Life on the road in college basketball. All right, go ahead. That's that's crazy. That's that brutal. really is. Uh, Louisville and Duke last night. Duke, 20-and-a-half-point favorites. Kyle Filipowski played last night, and Duke, Chris and I both took them. They did win 84-59, so handily 25 points. They covered. Yes, very. Yeah. Well, not very easily, but, but easy, easy enough. enough. 
right? Well, jinx. Uh-huh. Per, uh, Providence at Marquette last night. Marquette, 11 and a half point favorites. Chris and I went with the Friars because we are all about them. Yeah. Marquette wins 91 69. So we were about the Friars because we thought that they should be allowed to be called the Padres. Yes, that's right. Since the Padres like to call themselves the Friars. So we bet with our heart and not with our head. We did. Again. It cost us. Don't the, do that. The Lakers and the Clippers last night. Clippers were three and a half point favorites in this one. Now, I woke up to a bunch of push notifications about the greatness of LeBron James. And so. They were with 11:45 left in the fourth quarter. The Lakers trailed the Clippers 98 to 77. LeBron took over, scoring 19 in the uh, fourth quarter, including five threes to uh, get the win for the Lakers 116-112. We chose the Clippers. So we lost that one. Yeah, we're up 21 in the fourth quarter. We're feeling pretty good. But LeBron James had none of it. And this turned out to be the greatest fourth quarter comeback of LeBron James's career. Whoa. That's saying something. Because he's, he's been around a lot a of games. Yeah, 21-point deficit. By the way, LeBron James... I, it still amazes me. What is he, 38? He's 39 because he's a year older than me. It's incredible that he's able to still come up with these performances. Now, he can't do this night after night anymore, but he's still got it in him to he do does. this. I, I know Jordan's going to always be the greatest, and you'll never be able to change my mind because I'm a Bulls fan. But LeBron is... Whether you like him or not, and I know you don't like him. I did, will you stop putting words in my no, mouth? No, you don't I, like him. It's, it's not right. that I don't like him. I just, it was more fun to to, to anger Tony because oh. I was saying those things about him. <laughs> you know, like him or not, I mean, this guy is really, if he's not the best, because he's, he's so amazingly good. I've actually um, saw some people, I can't remember where it was, but it was one of those ESPN shows, but they were arguing about how dumb how dumb it is to have these debates about who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. I'm kind of with them. You can't really compare It doesn't two. really matter. It doesn't really matter. They can both be great. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, all right. So, what do you have for tonight? Yes, this hour brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, everyone. Now, my Dons are playing Gonzaga tonight. Gonzaga, the 23rd ranked team in the country. Dons are at home, so they are getting four points. The Zags are favored by four. I will go first, and I will take my Dons. Of course you will. Um, this, to me, is an example of how far Gonzaga has fallen. I know they're ranked 23rd, Yeah, but if you look at the bracketologist, mm-hmm. they have Gonzaga as the last team into the tournament. I've seen that, yeah. They cannot afford to lose this game. But they're playing USF, and they're only favored by four. Yeah. I mean, that's Gonzaga. I'm taking USF also. Wow. Hell yeah. Let's go, USF. Let's go, Don. It wouldn't break my heart to see Gonzaga <laughs> knocked out of the tournament. One of my one of my favorite tournament moments outside of everything last year was the couple years ago when the Dons were in the tournament for the first time. That was since a hell I of a game. School. It was. Who they did they play? Like, I can't Forget remember. Aust- no, it was Murray State, and it was like it was an unbelievable game. Was it overtime? Double overtime, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dons played a hell of a game. All right, so we both take the Dons there. Now the Lakers are playing again tonight, but they're playing against the Wizards. I I made this or put this bet in there this morning, so I'm not sure if LeBron's playing. But his over-under for points, rebounds, and assists is 40 and a half. Okay. Wizards are really bad. They have, I think they won only nine games. LeBron, I'm not sure what his stats look like on back-to-back nights. And so what I'm thinking here, Chris, is that he's going to go under because he's not going to play as much. And it's a second of back-to-back. Yeah. And... Last night, he probably used every bit of energy he has yeah, exactly. to win that game. You're right about the Wizards. They're 9-49 and 49 
That's yeah. unbelievable. How do you go bad. to work and like feel good about it? I don't know. But Kyle Kuzma was offered it. to be traded and said no. He wanted to stay there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with your thinking. All right. I'm going to go under as well. 40 and a half for LeBron. We have not disagreed on a bet in two days. I'm going to say this about LeBron again. Do you know his streak now of double-figure games is over 1,200? That is wild. 1,200 games scoring in double figures. It goes back like 19 years. Wow. Since he last had a single-digit scoring game. The next highest streak in the NBA is like 130. I mean, no one by Joel that. Embiid. That's crazy. LeBron's at 1,200 and counting. Wow. All right, I got Utah minus eight at home against Stanford. Can't tell you a whole lot about either of these Pac-12 schools. Uh, Utah minus eight at home against Stanford. The only thing I can tell you is that Utah is going to the Big 12 next year, and Stanford stupidly is going to the ACC. <laughs> so they better enjoy their trip to Utah tonight because next year their games are going to be like in, in North Carolina. Yeah, the Carolinas. Crazy. Are you up first on this one? Right, I'll go first. All right. Uh, I don't know. It's at altitude. I'll take Utah. All right, I'm going to go Stanford. You can have Just Stanford. to disagree. All right, then we get a couple of local games. Uh, USD is at Loyola Marymount tonight. The Toreros are getting eight. Loyola Marymount, the Lions are favored by eight hmm. over the USD Toreros. The Toreros... I thought the Toreros were better than... I thought the Mar- Loyola Marymount was worse than an eight-point spread, and USD was better than an well, eight-point spread. Well, then pick USD. I'm going to. You know? What do you think? You can take the Toreros there. All right. Get the eight. Eight and a half, actually. Eight and a half is Even, great. As uh, Scott Van Pelt says all the time, you're getting eight and the hook. <laughs> that is the reference to a half a point. Toreros are six and eight. Loyola's four and ten. In conference? Yeah. So why is Loyola favored by so to, much? USD, do they not play well on the road? I think I They're four and that. six on the road. Which isn't awful. No. Loyal is seven and eight at home. I don't know either. I mean, I'm not doing a lot of research, but this looks like a USD to me as well. Eight and a half. I'll take it. Uh, final game on the board. UC San Diego Tritons taking on Cal State Bakersfield tonight. It's in Bakersfield. Tritons are favored by six. I'm going to tell you something. The Tritons are having a great season. Not only did they almost beat the Aztecs this year, they are currently tied for first place in the Big West Conference. And they're going to get shut out of the tournament. And they can't go to the NCAA tournament. This is so stupid. It and is. I'm not just saying that because it's going to you know, affect UCSD. I've said it before on other schools. James Madison in football this year. Why do you have to? What do you have to wait for? What is even the reasoning for it? You have become a Division I school. You're playing at that level. If you win, why shouldn't you be able to advance to the tournament? I, the NCAA has a lot of stupid rules. This is one of them. Well, it has to. It probably has to do with money of some sort. What money of some sort? I don't know. There's money involved as to why they can't do it. Maybe they don't want to pay that school or something. I don't know. This is a UCSD theory. should be eligible. They're tied with UC Irvine for the lead, and they can't. They're not eligible to go to the NCAA's. Just idiotic. You know what? Whoever NCAA. wins the tournament this year, it's an asterisk. Because UCSD won't be in exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> Just like Taylor Gooch said about Rory McIlroy. Yes, national champion, UConn, 
second year Who in a cares? row. But this one comes with an asterisk. It does. UCSD not in there. Uh, uh, I'm going to go UCSD. Yeah. It would look bad if I took Cal State Bakersfield. No, it wouldn't. All right, I'll take them just to have some fun. What's their mascot? The Roadrunners. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not bad. They play on a really ugly... We played there one time, the women's team. Mm-hmm. It's like an ugly blue floor with yellow foul lines. Ugh. It's it's hideous, basically. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, take a look for the Cal State Bakersfield floor. If it's the same as it was a couple years ago. Ooh, oh, oh. Right? Ah, see? Yeah. Right? Am I, it's am I, fully, it's fully it's blue, blue, right from end to end. So the key, the inside, the key is like regular basketball court color, and then the entire rest of the court is navy blue. That is weird, disgusting, disgusting. Chris, <laughs> just for that, I'll still take Bakersfield. Ugh. All right, there you go. Our picks for today. We'll take a quick timeout. Uh, Scraby will give away yes. the winner of the lacrosse winner, tickets, so. and then we'll come back. Much more, Gwen and Chris. Thirty mile zone. Is around the corner. We Don't go too far. One. Don't go too far. Traffic. Win and Chris. Nate, nicely done. On the phone call there, Nate uh, dialed in at the proper time to win the uh, four-pack of tickets to see the Seals and the Rock. Battle for first place in the NLL That's on right. Saturday night. Very excited, too. You know, one of my favorite things is when someone wins tickets and they're, like, super excited about it. Yes. There's something that it's not the biggest deal in the world no, to us. No. But when you win tickets and you kind of go, eh. I'm like, oh, what's it, wrong it, with you? It, yeah. It, it, I, I'm, it, it's bothersome. It is bothersome because you it's want somebody like, to you feel yeah you want somebody to feel like you know like yeah hey, this is a good deal because sometimes people say like oh man I I I'm so happy that I won these because I wouldn't have gone otherwise and then there's some people that are like so yeah. it's only two <laughs> I'm like, yes it's only two tickets is there any way I could get four no you're giving you're getting two tickets sir we should put a rule in that if the person winning is rude. You can have the power oh, to take the prize away no, from them. No, you don't want that. You I don't know. Want, I don't want that power. No, there'd to be, be lawsuits left and right. Lawsuits, huh? Yeah, people you know, would be suing the Odyssey Palace for two lacrosse tickets. <laughs> I, I uh, am the. I, I guess I'm the keeper of the YouTube chat over here, so I have full authority of blocking people and banning people, is what they say. But um, yesterday there was someone just being weird in the chat. And so I was letting it go just because I don't want to just block people because it bothers me. But then when it started bothering our people, yeah, I was like, nah, yeah. And I think twice before you put something stupid in the chat. Seriously, because not only do you look stupid, but understand that it affects a lot of different people who are in the chat and watching the show on YouTube. Yeah. So please think, uh, think that through, please. The Philadelphia Phillies. Organization has thought through dollar hot dog night. That's amazing. Now, here's the story. The Phillies, for the last 25 years, have had hot dog night, and the hot dogs go for a dollar. Okay, so dollar hot dog night. Oh, man, really needed to break that one down. I know. Well, I was confused (laughs) myself for a moment. The Phillies are ending the promotion. They are not going to do it anymore. Is it, a, is it a cash flow thing? A statement from the team said the change was made, quote, based on the organization's ongoing commitment to provide a positive experience for all fans in attendance. So you ask, 
what wasn't positive about Dollar Dog Night? Uh, yeah. Here's your answer. Last year, stupid Philadelphia fans began chucking their hot dogs <laughs> at players on the field and at other fans in the stadium. Okay. I'm not laughing because it's stupid to do it to players, but... Apparently, dogs were soaring around the stadium throughout the game last year on April the 11th. Ballpark Franks were being projectiled in several sections, some out on the field toward players, leading to multiple ejections. Uh. I love this story. It says, to be frank, (laughs) the Phillies don't necessarily need the hot dog deal anymore to pack in crowds. That's true. They're one of the better teams. They averaged, they got over 3 million fans last year. When they started the promotion 25 years ago, they were trying to boost ticket sales. But the Ah. Philly fans have, you know, look, the Philadelphia Philly fans, and I I know a lot lot of people from Philadelphia. I play softball with a bunch of them on Thursday nights. I love them. But their fans are terrible. I mean, let's be honest. Philadelphia fans are terrible. I'm not saying this. I am. <laughs> I gave you it. And I'm sorry. I mean, they t- they're so bad that they got dollar hot dog night taken off the calendar because they couldn't help from throwing hot dogs at each no, other. No, no, Chris. We all know the real reason behind this. They're no. not making any money on the dollar hot dogs, and they're they're like, we have a packed house now. We need to make money. No, I disagree with you. I think they would still have it. They're going to have a uh, two-for-one promotion, I think, later on. But what's the difference between selling? I, mean, I know it's a, a dollar hot dog, but... Because a two-for-one, each hot dog's like $8. I get that, but... Like, so two-for-one isn't that still, great of a deal. People could still go buy hot dogs and throw them. Yeah, but you're not going to throw an $8 hot dog. You may throw a $1 hot dog. They're the same hot dog. But it's not the same price. <laughs> I, All right. Would you the the <laughs> would you wait a minute? Here's another here's another line in the story. This unpopular move may fail to cut the mustard with fans. Oh, I love all these. <laughs> I love all these. Yeah. So I've told this on the show before, but in college, one of my friends was having a party, and the police were called, and so the police were trying to like clear out the party, and they told my friend, since you're hosting the party, you need to go and let everybody know they need to leave. So. Us friends went and helped them. So I'm yelling at the back saying, police want you to leave. And some dude threw a pizza at me and it hit me in the face, Chris. Oh, no. <laughs> and the Did the police take action? No, but the pepperoni hit me in the eye and it really hurt. But my question is, what would you do if you were hit in the face by a hot dog at a baseball game? I don't know. I'd probably go buy some ketchup and see if it, you know, I don't know. You would be angry. I would be a little upset. I, I, I don't understand these fans. Now, here's the thing in Philadelphia. The company Aramark that sells the hot dogs said that ahead of the 2022 World Series game, when the Phillies played the Astros, that one out of every three fans ate at least one hot dog at Citizens Bank Park. Wow. And an average of 7,000 hot dogs were sold per game. Wow, that's a that's lot a of hot dogs. a ton of hot dogs. But there will be no more dollar hot dog night in Philadelphia because the fans could not, frankly, could not oh, contain hey themselves. Oh. I'm using the same joke Thank that you. they Thanks. used. Couldn't contain themselves, so...
Sorry about that, Philly fans. When I first read the story, it said Philly's scrap dollar dog night. I thought that they were letting actual dogs in for a dollar. And they decided that the fans were so unruly and the dog with the dogs that they weren't going to let them in. My idea was going to be to let the dogs in and just leave the fans at home. Yeah, the because dogs behave better than fans. You know, yes, they do. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, the last year, the Phillies were on my bad side because they refused to let the man in with his uh, emotional support alligator. I recall. I, I don't remember what <laughs> the alligator's name was. But I maybe remember Buddy that or story. something. The alligator's upset about this dollar dog night being uh, discontinued. Seriously. He probably scooped up a bunch of uh, oh my wayward hot dogs. Can you imagine that would be the that would be an alligator's best life? That would be a dream night for the alligator. Just alligators been throw or alligators getting hot dogs thrown at him. Come on, people. <laughs> I mean, do you? I mean, they're they're outlawing hot dog night. Do you know that when I was young, back in the mid brothers? Oh, I'm sorry. The the at Yankee yeah. Stadium, they used to have on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of summer. Bat day. And everyone on their way into the ballpark at Yankee Stadium got a bat. Not a replica bat, like a real bat? A bat! And no one beat each other with those in the in the crowd? Can you even imagine in this day and age trying to have bat day at a ballpark? But what with what happens in the stands nowadays? What 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 has changed? I mean, honestly. What do you what mean, is, what has changed? No, no, do you no. see the videos of fans beating the yes, snot out of, of each other all the time? But why were we able to give bats away to people back then, but we can't give bats to people now? Are we just more unhinged now than we were back then? I can't. I can't. I think you I, know the answer to that question. All right. Yes. The answer is yes. We're far more unhinged. Yes. The answer is yes. I mean, it would be a, an utter catastrophe. If they give away bats. Bat night at Yankee Stadium? I'm not going to that night. If there was 40,000 people at the game, only 20,000 of the people would get out alive. And, and like, and Yankees fans seem like the worst people to be getting bats. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. They have videos of Bat Day on YouTube if you're, uh, if you're interested. They did have it. <laughs> and no one was injured, huh? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I, I have to do a little research on that. <laughs> but I, I recall a shot. Of them saying, all right, everybody wave your bats in the air. You oh, know, and there's like a cool. shot of all these bats waving around. That's kind of cool until, until hits somebody hits head. somebody in the head with it. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. All right, Scraby's got a great 30-mile zone. It's coming up next on Gwen and Chris. String cheese during the commercial breaks. <laughs> what of it? You know, no, you don't just eat string cheese, Chris. You devour I do. string cheese. I do. I you devour it. I told you, there's a promo that says I'm a pig. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, food and I <laughs> don't get along, so I just eat it and, you know, get rid of it as quickly as I can. Well, I think it's kind of strange what that you don't eat string cheese like string cheese is supposed to be eaten, which is in string form. I, I, I think I do. I just do it quickly. Okay. And effectively. And effectively. On the, the string chat. cheese doesn't stand a chance against me. On the chat, Anthony said, Ello eats string cheese like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, he's probably right. Second of all, you try eating any food on a camera that is basically shoved up your nostril by Scraby. It's hard to look 
too hip. That's why I don't eat on camera. Eating under those circumstances. Yeah, well, I thought that when we went to break that we went put, to break on the uh, video as we, well. We did. I was just maybe you were a little late. five seconds behind you. I see. And everybody saw you go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you guys have your fun. I'm here to entertain in any way that I can. Uh, 3.39 is the time. Chris Ella, Matt Scraby, uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., Broadcasted today's Padre game, a 5-3 Padre victory over the Oakland A's. Uh, Padres improved to 4-4 four and four now in spring training play, but the game was played at some little league field that the A's own across yeah. town. No, it was not even real... in Phoenix. It was somewhere on it the It was outskirts. so far away it's that Flagstaff. Tony Gwynn Jr. is like not going to be heard from for days. And they, they didn't give him the helicopter either. No, he's got to make his way back to Peoria. So we may be able to hear from him a little later on, but we're not planning on it. Pedro Avila had pitched well today. Much better. Three innings allowed just one run. And uh, the hitting star today are stars. Kyle Higashioka, th- two for three with a ribby. And uh, Graham Pauly, two for three with a couple of RBIs. He had a two-RBI triple to help the Padres win their third spring game in a row. You can tell me that it doesn't matter, but I think it matters. I don't think it matters, but I will say this. When they were one and four, had they lost three more and gone to one and seven? Would have made you a little nervous? Not me, but everybody out there would have been panicked. Real quick with the string cheese. Oh, come on. Uh, Boogie says, I'm shocked he still has fingers after seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the old line? Keep your uh, hands and arms yeah. away from his mouth. Yeah, and then Chance says, leave him alone. He only had two minutes to eat his string cheese. So. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Yes. All right. I appreciate that. Chance, uh, let's take a chance on some traffic now. And today's 30-mile zone. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at 
hero.co. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. That's not actually the answer. If you don't know your sports gossip, can you really call yourself a sports fan? It's time to bring together sports and celebrity gossip. We call it the 30 Mile Zone, mainly so we don't get sued by the real company on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The Open says it all, and we got a lot of stories, so I'm going to get right into it. And Chris... Shohei Otani is off the market. I don't know if you saw Why this. Why are you telling me this? Was I interested? I, I, I don't know. Are you? I mean, No, yeah. I was not. Okay. Well, I would uh, be interested. Shohei Otani, I woke up to a push notification today from Major League Baseball saying he's married. Uh oh. And so I'm not, this is again, not a Shohei Otani bashing segment for me. I'm just tired of the Juan Soto and Shohei Otani being shoved down my throat every time I look at my phone. But let's give Shohei his credit. I got to say, for a guy as famous as him and as an as big of an international superstar that he is, he kept this so quiet that no one had any idea that he was even in a serious relationship. Good job, Shohei. So he tied the knot and he said today on Instagram that he did and he said he's uh that he married someone from his native country of Japan who is very special to him, and he's excited for what is to come, and he thank you for the support. He also says that he, him, his wife, and his dog are going to have a you know a family going forward together. I hope that uh, nothing but happiness for Shohei. Yes. I know you don't. You're hoping for no, some no. sort of issues I, uh, to pop up here I, in a no, few months. God, I don't care. I don't care. I don't wish divorce upon Shohei Otani. I just don't want to see it. On the MLB, it's almost making me feel like when NFL changed their bio on Instagram to like the Swifty account or something. It just is like way too much. I get it. You want to pump up these guys, but pump up other players too. I haven't seen one thing from the Padres on MLB this year. Do one you thing. care though if uh, I don't know some no-name player gets married? No. Okay. That's why I don't care about this. Well, you no, but Shohei's a public figure. He's one of the biggest names in sports. I know. That's why I'm saying. You like to know this stuff. I don't really care that You much. were interested in it enough to make it the lead story today on 30 Mile Zone. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you. Good point, Chris. I thought it was a good we'll point. We'll move on. Now, the next story is Tom Brady. We were talking about the Combine earlier, the NFL Combine. It's going on right now. Chris and I have been watching the uh, linemen. I know. You've been watching it. <laughs> watching the linemen run their 40-yard dashes. Just just stuff jiggling everywhere. But Tom Brady ran recently the 40-yard dash, and he was actually faster now than he was when he was 22 years old. He's 46 now, okay. and he put up the video, so you can see this everywhere on social media. But he wa- he said he wasn't sure if he could beat 5.28 seconds, and you know, 
He had two goes at this, and the first one was 5.18, and the second one was 5.12. So he's faster than he was at the age of 22. I, I, I mean, it's definitely impressive, but I don't know how impressed I am by this because it's Tom Brady. He's one of the most fit people on the heat. He on also the has uh, some of the best uh, care of yeah. any person on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, he's got nutritionists. He's got whatever he wants at his disposal. But still, I mean, he's 46 and he's running a 5.1240. So not bad, but Tom Brady okay. is making the news for that. Now, Cowboys, okay, here comes some of the dirty parts of the uh, 30 mile zone. We have two paternity tests that we have to talk about. Oh, boy. Now, this first one is... This is a little more serious yes, than just fun, yeah. fun fun, and games. And I want to take off my fun and games personality right now because yeah. this is sad. And it, it's sad for two reasons. One, because both these guys seem like they do not want to take responsibility for something that they should. And number two, they're making just a big deal out of it. And it's, it's not good for the child itself. Well, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, he must take a paternity test the judge ruled because a 27 year old woman is in the middle of a legal dispute with him because she says he is her biological father he says that he is not texas judge yesterday rejected an appeal from jerry jones of that 2022 ruling and um, he is now going to have to do that and they're going to have to it, it, it will prove whether or not he's actually the father of this woman Oh, her name is Alexandra Davis. That's not important to me. What is important to me is the reaction of Jerry Jones's wife. Does anybody check in with these people? No. I mean, they, that's the, the the first thing I have to say. Okay. Secondly, I mean, honestly, if some judge ordered me to take a paternity test on with some other woman, I. I would be sleeping on your couch for the rest of time. I but, mean, but, right? But, but, I mean, I don't mm. understand these public figures. I mean, these kinds of things don't even matter. And the worst part of it is that, you know, Jerry Jones, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to speak for Jerry Jones, but seems to me Jerry Jones probably wants this to be negative. And if it's positive, right, that this child is his. Mm hmm. Probably just send along a bunch of money yeah, not care. and wash his hands of it. Yeah. And not care about the future of an actual living, breathing human being. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part that, that I ha I struggle with. I struggle with that too. It's not good. I mean, this happened in the mid, or I guess Jerry met the met her mother in mid 1990 area. Oh, then, really? So this this yeah, young she's, lady she's is 27 years old, 27 years old. Wow. And she's been trying to. Oh, I thought the woman he was taking the paternity test with is 27. Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. Oh, all right. No, this happened a long time okay, ago. I That's gotcha. why his wife is not angry with him. But why? Why? Why wouldn't she be? Because this happened, when it happened. This probably happened before they even met. I don't know that, but I would assume. All right, go ahead. a long time. Anyway. But, I mean, that's the original settlement allegedly called for Jones to pay Cynthia Davis, the mother, $375 and for Alexandra Davis to receive a certain monthly, annual, and special funding from a trust until she was 21, and then 24 and 26 and 28 were the payments. But now she's going after... Um, millions of dollars. I guess attorneys for Jones said that she has already received millions of dollars. But anyway, this is kind of a mess and it's very sad. So How we'll about receiving any of Jerry Jones's time and tender care well, no, as a 
you know, father. Uh, well, no, his his time in that tender, His time in tender care is here's my attorneys. Let's go get this tied up in court. No kidding, man. That that's the thing that that really irks me. And you know, I'm not a huge Jerry Jones fan in the first place, but this kind of stuff gets swept under the rug so easily. And now the only good news for Jerry Jones in this is that uh, yes, he has company because your guy, Chris, Tyree not my Kill. Guy. He has, I've told you many times that I struggle to root for this guy on a Sunday afternoon. And let me ask you a real question. Are you is it becoming more and more and yes. more difficult? Yes, it is. Well, because we well, I didn't we didn't talk it wouldn't about bother me. It wouldn't bother me if the Dolphins just shipped him out and brought in another good receiver. It really wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me in any way. I know how good he is, but, yeah. but hey, he's a point, good football player. He might even be a great football player. He's no better than a lousy human being. He's not, yeah. There's there's just so much stuff that surrounds him, uh, and he has a couple, I believe, a couple paternity tests going on. But <laughs> he, I mean, it's like, what, has he got a weekly standing appointment with I the paternity guess. doctor? Maury Povich just has a, has a place in his house, but... Here it is. Uh, Brittany Lackner filed a paternity test against Hill saying he was the father of her son that was born in February of 2023, so a year ago. Uh, the parties agree and acknowledge that Tyreek Hill is the natural and biological father of the child, um, but he settled with her out of court, and so we don't really know what the settlement was all about, but there it is again. We're talking about a sell- settlement, Chris. Yeah, we're not talking about Tyreek Hill, as far as we know, even wanting to be part of the youngster's life. I And here's what her lawyer I, so maybe it's probably you know what with Tyree Kill it might be better for this young person to not have to deal with Tyree Kill well, as a father maybe but no no uh, I know what you're saying yeah. I mean you, you uh, lousy you're saying lousy fathers better than no father um no not necessarily yeah. saying that either because I'm not saying I don't think Tyree Kill would be too, too well too here's awesome. what her lawyers are saying about the whole thing in their court filing saying that Hill had quote de- demonstrated utter and abject unconcern for the child and wholly failing to act as a parent in is completely failing to support the child. Tyreek Hill fails in everything. Really Tyreek Hill fails in absolutely everything except for running and catching footballs. I can't disagree there. And for that, he is a multi-gazillionaire and applauded blindly all over the world. I mean, anytime that you have... I, I get that famous people get targeted sometimes, but anytime that you have multiple paternity cases open, and you also now have a lawsuit against you from some, a woman saying that you were angry with her because she showed you up in an offensive line blocking drill and then you broke her leg. Like, that's also on the table for Tyreek Hill. And he just goes on like this is... What isn't on the table for Tyreek Hill? In his podcast, honestly. this bothers me about his I podcast. mean, he also was uh, sued for uh, beating some girlfriend up a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. I mean, enough with this guy already. His, I mean, his, look, his, the Miami Dolphins aren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway, you know? Well, so you move know him that. out and get somebody else in there as a decent human being. Please. Fortunately, that's not how the NFL works. Chris. I know. I know. I I agree. And when he catches his first pass on opening day, I'll be uh, have a hesitate. warm and fuzzy feeling I, I inside. I think you'll hesitate to cheer a little bit. You know? All right. Now, a Kansas City Chiefs super fan accused of robbing banks across the country has pleaded guilty and could face decades in prison. Xavier Badabar, better known as the wolf suit wearing Chiefsaholic, has pleaded guilty <laughs> to three this? charges. Chiefsaholic. 
One count of he's a he's like a he's like a big Chiefs guy who dresses up like a wolf at the games. He's uh, being charged with one count of money laundering, one count of transporting stolen property across state lines, and one count of bank robbery in Oklahoma. That is going to put him in prison for a very long time. The 29 year old originally pleaded not guilty to 19 charges, so this is what he's facing now. Now he did. Uh, according to the investigation, he did use the money that he stole to pay for tickets to Chiefs games and travel and bet- betting on games. But really what people are talking about in this whole thing is how his lawyer what how his lawyer. um what am I trying to say here? How his lawyer presented everything to everyone when he spoke to the media. Okay. So here it is. And it's it's just pay attention to the words he's using from the beginning of this case, folks. The government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. (laughs) But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier... And if the Chiefs' kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. All right, I don't really care to hear. I don't want to hear any more of this. But everybody's like, dude. So he stood up and, and acknowledged the fact that he's robbed multiple banks, but then used a bunch of and football we're supposed. And we're su- I understand that we're supposed to honor this guy. Apparently, maybe opening night at the Chiefs game this year, they ought to honor him at halftime uh, no. for being such a terrific person and coming clean. No, he cut off his ankle monitor and fled to California, and that's Unreal. where they actually found him. But everybody's like, dude, lawyer, you're not making yourself look very good with this whole thing right now. So. Yeah, let's uh, throw Xavier away and. Uh, uh, you know what? Put a little side room available for his lawyer, too, just for being an idiot. <laughs> his lawyer, too. I can't. These lawyers crack me up. Um, that's basically it. There was one more that I had, and it would be uh, the... Oh, man. How did I forget Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Well, why don't you get him at the uh, right Before after the, the top of okay. the hour? All right. We have to. You have to stick around Kareem, for Kareem. It's not Kareem. Yeah. It's Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, yes. Before we get to the top of the hour, I want to wish a happy sixth birthday out oh. there to Indiana Pacers star guard Tyrese Halliburton. Sixth birthday? Yes. He was oh, born on this day, guy. 2000. All right. This is only the sixth, February 29th, that he has seen. He's actually obviously 24, but happy but, leap year to he, everybody today. His day, the, the birthday doesn't actually exist except for every four years. That's what I'm saying. So he's six years old today. Congratulations actually, to Tyrese. I actually got into a conversation this morning about birthdays on leap days. Like, do they count kind of thing? Like, there how you do you go. count them? Anyway. All right. So happy uh, sixth, Tyrese. You're a hell of a good <laughs> player for six years old. I'll say that. All right. We'll come back. Chris versus the fans is next. Stick around. Here we go into the happy hour. Gwen and Chris on a Thursday afternoon. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby today. In the Odyssey Palace Studios, Tony Gwynn Jr. working OT in uh, Peoria. Had the Padres game earlier today. He and Jesse Agler called the 5-3 Padres victory over the uh, minor league, Oakland Athletics. Padres uh, do get credit for a uh, victory, though, in spring training play, even though it was against Oakland. Padres are four and four. They still are going to count it. Padres are four and four now, and uh, they've won three in a row. And the heroes today: Pedro Avila with a solid three innings of work. 
starting pitcher gave up one hit, one or two hits, and one run. Uh, and uh, that was Morejon pitched a scoreless inning today. Otherwise, not a lot of. Oh no! You know who else pitched today? I just noticed it. Oh, our guy, Mr. Go. Mr. Go. He had a great day. Mr. Go, well, I don't know. Is that a great day? Struck out two, gave up a hit in it, one inning of work. I think that's a pretty good day. I love to see that from our friend, Ooh, Suck, Go. Otherwise known on this program as Mr. Go. Mr. Go. Congrats, Mr. Go. Nicely done. Padres uh, get uh, two for three. RBI, Kyle Higashioka. We're going to hear from Kyle Yeah, here in just a moment. Sammy Levitt tracked him down after the game today. Mm-hmm. No stone unturned by Sammy. No stone. Uh, Graham Pauly, another one of those minor leaguers trying to make it to the big show. Two for three with a two-run triple today. Camposano had an RBI double as well. So there you have that. I love all of that. I know you do. Brent Rooker. Uh-oh. 0 for 3. Oh, former man. Padre in the middle of the Oakland A's lineup. I'm looking down the rest of the Oakland roster here. There's no one that I even remember. Never heard of recognize. any of these guys. <laughs> I, I didn't even know, like, are any of these guys in the major leagues? I, I don't know. I mean, what's more embarrassing, the A's or the Rockies? The A's. You think? Because, because it's not even a secret that he doesn't want to spend money. It's just, like, well-known. John Fisher. I guess it's the A's, too, because they now have a fan base that has no reason to show up to their games. Yeah, because they want out. At least the Rockies get, you know, 25,000 fans a game. But I understand the question. because And I love Bud Black. I still love Bud eh, Black. Yeah, I mean, true. I do. You know, I mean, he's as good. A, the funny thing about Bud Black, to me, he's as good a manager as Bob Melvin or Mike Schilt or Dave Roberts. I just think Bud Black's that good. Managers don't win games, though. You know? Uh, yeah, they don't. Got, somebody's got to come through. But what? When? I know we don't know what's in Bud Black's head, but at a certain point, wouldn't you want to be like, "All right, this isn't working for me here. I want to go to a team that maybe, has a chance." Maybe, but at some point, somebody keeps giving you a couple of million dollars a year to do something you enjoy. Yeah. You know, Bud Black's moved around already in his life. He's been everywhere. True. I don't know. I I know what you're saying. I think if you're Bud Black, you know, behind the scenes, you've got to be, you know, like, come on. Can we possibly? You have to be. You know, try to have a contending team here. Because how do you, honestly, Because, I mean, you, he's a competitor, right? Just yeah. like anyone else. But how do you get motivated to, for a long baseball season, when you know your team is not good? Yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't be easy. But I'll say this, like if I, like, you know, Jenny's not there. Well, Jenny Kavner went from the Rockies to the A's, so she she's did. got a, she's got them both covered. But she got a promotion, so. She did. But, I mean, she was the pregame, you know, yeah. show host and mm-hmm. postgame for the Rockies. So as a broadcaster, she's got to get fired up every year for a terrible season. That's true. And, you know, she was able to do it. Means led to an end, and now she's the first full-time lead play-by-play female announcer. Same time, she's announcing the worst team in baseball. Hey, it's right? just a, it's just a stepping stone to something bigger. Of all the teams, Jenny Kavner already worked for the 29th best team in baseball. She could have gone on to 28 places and increased her chances to win. But instead, she went to the only team that's behind the Rockies. 
So I don't think she cares. Oh, I don't think so either. <laughs> I mean, I'd be hell. I'd take her job in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, think I think it's a exciting. Lot of people would. That's very exciting. Of course. All right. Uh, that's pretty much. I mean, if you're looking for big headlines today in sports, you're not going to really find anything big. Uh, Caitlin Clark, the Iowa star, has chosen to go into the WNBA draft, foregoing her final season in college. We will be paying attention to that now. I mean, knowing that she's going to go number one overall, but I think we're going to be paying attention to it a little bit more. When she plays her first WNBA game That's gonna next be season too. with Indiana, That's she'll probably be, be the too. number one pick. That's why we're saying Indiana. Uh, Shohei Otani got married today. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way. Within the last couple of days. No, no, it's it, it could have even been over the offseason. But Dave Roberts, when asked about Shohei Otani's uh, marriage, basically said he didn't even know he was getting married. They asked him about a wedding gift, and he was like, well, we didn't have much lead time on that, so we didn't get him anything kind of thing. What do you get the guy who has Everything? $700 million? Yeah, I guess you don't get anything. But would you find that would you like that though if your if your star player is so secretive you didn't even know he was getting married? I think would that's I like a, it. Like I don't think that Shohei Otani owes us anything. I don't think Shohei Otani needs to tell us that he's getting married or who. But do you he's think dating. as soon as he's traded to the Dodgers, he need or he wasn't signed traded. by the I know. As soon as he's signed by the Dodgers, he needs to talk about his don't wedding. Don't you think that comes plans? up in in like conversation when you're getting to know each other? Not with a language barrier uh, okay. that's there. All right, but I still think, Chris, one of the first things I've asked you was, are you married? Do you, you know, who's your wife? And it's just a common question. I just don't understand that. And I, I, I don't think know that's that it is strange. for, I don't know that Dave Roberts met Shohei Otani and the first thing on his mind was well, whether I, or not I, he was married. I, I know that, but I'm saying since the time that they have, uh, you know, been together ever since Shohei signed the contract, I think it's kind of strange. San Diego State has announced its football schedule. For yes. 2024, the Aztec schedule is out. All right, uh, let's give that a little little time. Okay, it'll be Sean Lewis's debut season. Let's go. And uh, you know, I think most people around here you know, are pretty excited about everything that's happened surrounding Sean Lewis so far. Sorry, I got to go back to Shohei for one second because of a chat. Brandon says, and he's very spot on, I mean, we're talking about a guy who told teams to not tell anyone about him meeting with them. So, yeah. He's a pretty secretive guy. Very secretive. Yes, he is. All right, what do you have on the Aztec schedule? Because I do not have it in front of me. Here we go. Opening game. Tell people to try and stay calm. Yes. When we announce who their opening game is against, stay calm because I you was guys not are going to. You got. You got. When you hear this, you're going to be rushing for tickets. Uh, so I opened up the email. <laughs> I didn't see the second part of this, but I saw that on Sag- Saturday, August 31st, the Aztecs are going to be hosting Texas A&M. Commerce, commerce, Texas A and M commerce, Chris. I, I, I was like, what? They're playing Texas A and M. That's huge. That would have been pretty cool. And then I saw commerce. Instead, they're playing Texas A and M commerce. What whatever is the, that is, the mascot for Texas A and M commerce. It looks like a lion. Oh, okay. I'm just looking cool at the us. logo itself, so I'm assuming it's a lion. Yes, the A and M commerce lions will be coming to town. For Sean Lewis's opening game. All right, so he gets kind of one game no, to too. start it out. Second After game, that, the schedule is, I think, you know, pretty good. Yes, the second game is Saturday, September 7th, Oregon State at home. You know, should be a great game. Yes. Oregon State not in the Pac-12 any longer. No. As of uh, that 
the start of that game. Then they, then the Aztecs get a rare game against an ACC team. Yes, an ACC team. Where are they is... going, Prato? Are they going to North Carolina for that? Being as it's the Atlantic Coast, are they going to Georgia? Are they, they going to passports? South Carolina. I mean, they're playing an ACC team. They must be having a long way to travel. They're going to. Berkeley, California, to play Cal. <laughs> Taking on Cal <laughs> out of the ACC. Yeah. It just still cracks me up, man. That I don't is get weird. that. Uh, then they have a bye on September 21st. September 28th, they are at Central Michigan, Chippewas. Chippewas and Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Okay. October okay. 5th, they are at home to Hawaii. This Hawaii? is when they start uh, Mountain West play, and then they have one game in the middle of it that's not. Right. Uh, October 12th, at Wyoming. Okay. Uh, October 19th, bye. October 26th at home to Washington State. The Cougs. The Cougs, Another yes. Pac-12 foe. Yes. Wow. The Aztecs are really challenging themselves next year. They're playing the entire Pac-12 conference. They really are. Playing good both for of them. them. Oregon them. State and Washington State. Good for them. That Kat, is good. Cat on the chat, every time we talk about Washington State, she freaks out because her and her husband are from they're our alum of Washington State. Dang. And so they were very upset at how we talked about Washington State when they were being booted from the Pac-12 because Washington State people feel very slighted by this Pac-12 thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame you. I've been to the Palouse once before. The, the, I, the, I don't even really know what the Palouse is, but I do know what it looks like. What's a Palouse? I'm going to look it up, but they call the area where Washington State is the Palouse. And it's just... Oh, look at that. It's Yeah, it's a region of the United States, but it is very intriguing <laughs> in terms of distinct-looking region. It is. In the, in the eastern part of Washington. And, if you, and I've driven through it before, and I remember thinking, this is pretty cool, the Palouse. Wow, they have a waterfall there, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the mid, I mean, you talk about nowhere, Scraby. This is where it is. That's that, yeah. When you look at the map and you look for, look at the picture of nowhere and then you find the dot that says the middle of nowhere, that's where Washington State is. Wow, I'm looking at it. Yeah, this, yeah. this is pretty in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Washington State, by the way, it does not have a hotel that's big enough to house a football team. So teams that play Washington State stay in Idaho. In Moscow, oh, in Mo Idaho, okay. and travel across the border to play the uh, play the football game. You know how I know that Moscow and Pullman are very close to each other hmm. because of that. Um, oh, that uh, the, the murder, murder that story. Happened because yeah. the guy was a Washington State guy. It's very sad that yeah. that's why my knowledge of Pullman yeah. in Moscow. But yeah, but if you ever if you ever feel like traveling to the middle of nowhere. Go to do. go to Washington State and drive around because the Palouse is really very cool looking. I'm it's looking at these pictures. I know. I know. It's pretty awesome. It's got a lot of hills. I didn't expect lots of hills. Yeah. I didn't expect a waterfall. There I you didn't go. expect any of that. There you go. All right, back to the schedule. Now right. that we have given a free commercial to Pullman, Washington. <laughs> no <kidding. laughs> that's a that's the nicest anybody's ever talked about that space, <laughs> that area. November second, they're at Boise State. November ninth, they're home to New Mexico. November sixteenth, they're at UNLV. November twenty third, at Utah State. November thirtieth, home to Air Force. All right. So that's the Aztec schedule, but it does kick off uh, Sean Lewis era August 31st against Texas A&M. Commerce. 
Yes. But also Oregon State will come to San Diego. Washington State will come here. Hawaii, New Mexico, and Air Force. So should be a fun year. Hope it uh, is a successful one. Enjoyed having Sean Lewis on the program last week. All right. Uh, we got a little Kyle Higashioka mm-hmm. from spring training. Mm-hmm. We'll bring that to you next. Latest on the Padres. There isn't really a whole lot to update you on. But uh, whatever there is, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. We also have our uh, spring American League preview coming up in this hour. So stay tuned for all of that after traffic on Gwen and Chris. All right, uh, 520 is the time. Chrisello, Matt Scraby together in the Odyssey Palace Studios today. What a uh, fun day it has been here in the studio with Scraby showing me golf and the stupid NFL combine. By the way, Scraby, does the thing just go on forever? I mean, it's been on for three and a half hours already, and it doesn't look like there's any end in sight. Well, they do. Uh, they started late, by the way. So, what do you mean they started late in the day? Like, I think it was three p.m. Uh, their Were time. the combine people not ready? They couldn't get no, the national no, no, anthem no, singer no, there no, in no, time. No, it's all about TV, Chris. Are so you kidding stupid. Me? The, the national anthem combine. singer. There's no national anthem. Why singer. not? It's a big event, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, they, that introduced the starting lineups. They're doing this for the next, I think, four isn't days. It, isn't it Dollar Hot Dog Day at the uh, no. NFL Scouting Combine? No, it's never going to happen again. Yeah. Stupid. The NFL Scouting Combine. This is, I mean, honestly, Scraby, next time have Ben Higgins and Stephen Woods come in and paint the walls so that you and I can come in later in the day and watch the paint dry. <laughs> Far more entertaining close. than the stupid combine. Let me break it down for you, Chris. Today, the defensive linemen and the linebackers go. Tomorrow, the defensive backs and the tight ends go. Saturday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. And then Sunday, offensive linemen go. One of the punters get a shot. Not listed. Not listed. <laughs> NL, not listed. I mean, the scouting combine. What, I mean, no one's... Four days of hell. I think people are... are and you are... And there's people out there, you're watching it. I you like, know who you are. I like to see the new players coming into the NFL. You don't know who any of these guys are, number one. Number two, you're not going to remember any of them come draft day. You're not going to... ah. I remember watching that guy sprint 40 yards. I remember watching Fred There's Warner. No way. On there the is com- no I way. I remember watching Fred no Warner. No way. Do the combine. I remember when we were watching last year, Tony and I and you, and they had some Aztec guy on there. I can't remember who it was now, but I was. I seemed intrigued at the time, rooting <laughs> for the guy to not trip and fall over. Because, I, I mean, what really am I rooting for? You're rooting for him to do well so he gets drafted well. Yes, not was trip it Daniel and fall over. I don't know. He's been in the league for a few years. It was it the uh the, the defensive end? I don't know. All right. Doesn't matter to me. Padres beat the A's today, five three. Kyle Higashioka, one of the stars, a couple of hits, RBI. Our guy, the great one, Sammy Levitt. Great one. caught up with Kyle Higashioka after the game. Let's talk about two of the guys you mentioned, Luis Camposano. Speaking of younger players, uh, it'll be you and him, that tandem behind the plate this season. What have you learned, noticed about Luis Camposano so far? Uh, incredibly hard worker. I mean, he's he's in the gym every morning and just just grinding every single day. So, uh, And he cares. 
and that's that's what you want as a as a catcher. You want a guy that that cares about the team and winning and the pitching staff. And um, so I mean, you know, he's got all the all the right makeup and all the right tools to be a really good catcher. Let's go to somebody even younger, Ethan Salas, 17 years old. From my perspective, you watch him in the clubhouse on the field. He, he seems like he belongs right where he is here at spring training. What have your early impressions been of Ethan Salas? Really good, really good. Um, I would have never guessed he was 17 wow. based on his maturity level. I mean, when I was 17, I definitely wasn't that mature. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he, I I think he's got a he's he's got a pretty special skill set, and and so you know, down the road, he's going to be pretty pretty darn good player. There you go from Kyle Higashioka. Actually, uh, Scraby tells me Sammy caught up with Kyle before the game today against the A's. But yeah. when you're playing the A's, you could have actually caught up with him during the game. Wouldn't have mattered. The A's. <laughs> well, they did. So explain to me this, because I didn't get to see the Padres' first game on that last Thursday. What happened with Fernando's interview? There was oh, a- against the, in the Dodger game? Yeah. What, well, like, he, I- was being, he was mic'd up. I keep seeing this reference, and I haven't. Yeah, no, he was mic'd up in right field. All right, and they started the game, the top of the first inning. Okay, and the announcer started asking him questions. Hey, Fernando, you know what do you think? And he's asked standing in right field while the game's going on, answering the questions. And if you remember the first game, the Dodgers batted for like an hour in the first inning. Yeah, I do. So they finally had to just cut Fernando loose. They ran out of questions for him. Like, how long do you think he was actually on TV for? And doing Twenty-five this minutes. What? Oh, it was endless. How brutal for him. Yeah. Oh. Then they hit a you know base hit to him, and he had to go field the ball, throw it into the infield. <laughs> and they finally cut him loose. Yeah, they need to put a time limit on those interviews. They need to put an, a kibosh on those interviews. No, I'm fine with the in-game interviews, but really during a regular season game, you like it? I do. I hate I it. I do. I hate it. Hate it. <laughs> okay. I hate all in-game interviews, especially the ones with coaches coming off the field at halftime. So does uh, Carissa Thompson. Such a waste of my time. Yeah, I don't get it either. Please, just go to the commercial already. I do not need to hear. Oh, are you talking to me? Uh, no, anybody. <laughs> I'm talking. I, I just don't need to hear any NFL coach saying the exact same thing. So this is kind of like... How Shohei Otani being so secretive bothers me. Coach interviews bother you. They do. Okay. Oh, there's your guy. Speaking of head coaches, Mike McDaniel sitting at the combine. He showed up. Yes, he showed up. Well, it's because the general manager's home doing his laundry. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I hope, you know what I'd like Mike McDaniel to find while he's at the combine? What? How about finding a speedy wide receiver so that the Dolphins can part with Tyreek Hill? I don't think that's ever going to happen, but... I don't think so either. It's uh, wishful thinking. I got a few responses, Chris, on Twitter that I would like to share with you okay. from stuff that we've talked about today. I said, I can't believe that six foot six inch Tom Brady was a catcher or was drafted as a catcher. And I have been it's been confirmed by multiple people he was drafted as a catcher. All now right. you say he's not six six, but he's six He's four. not. He's six four and stop saying he's six six. Um and then you have uh, someone saying about your string cheese. With string cheese there are biters and there are stringers. Both are acceptable. And I I think I'm both. I think I just you know do whatever's necessary. The, the the string cheese is meant for a long snack. You don't just go, and then be done with it. Sorry. 
I do. <laughs> uh, one other. I remember that day, um, San Diego, 70 full-size bats handed out. You had your bat all through the game. You pounded on Q's concrete trying to get the Padres to score some runs. I had that bat for years. I even sanded it down and varnished it until it fell apart. We were talking about how the Yankees gave away a bunch of bats back in the day. 40,000 of them. Yeah, that's a bunch. Yeah. That's a And bunch. how we probably couldn't get away with doing that in this day and age. Uh, a couple of quick NBA things, Scraby. Lakers are home to Washington tonight. It's about as... Uh, much of a sure thing as there is in the NBA, the Wizards have lost 12 in a row. Their record is 9-49. and 49. Lakers have moved into the 9 spot in the West, half game ahead of the 10th spot Warriors. The Lakers are going to be in the playoffs again. Will they make another run like they made last year? Doesn't you, seem as likely, oh, just because okay. there's so many good teams right. ahead of them. All right. But they did come from 21 down last night to beat the Clippers. Uh, also tonight, Scraby, first meeting of the year, NBA Finals rematch from a year ago. Who? The Nuggets won, right? I'm being serious. I know. That's it, what I'm saying. It's an NBA Finals rematch. Nobody knows who was in the NBA Finals oh, wait, last wait, year. Wait, 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 wait. I do. I do. It was the Nuggets and the Heat. That's right. There we go. Yeah. They're playing tonight in Denver. You can watch the uh, rematch on TNT at 7 o'clock this evening following the Scraby Chronicles. Yes, Scraby Chronicles. Yes. My daily gripe was uh, pretty good last night. I think that you're going to be on my, my side on this one, Chris. What'd you have? So uh, did you hear about the the company that sent a like a, a spacecraft to the moon to no. like do tests and stuff? So there was this private company. I think it was called Intuitive Systems. But they sent this spacecraft called Odysseus. And it went to the moon. And so when I was watching my nieces, we all sat down. Was on, anybody in the craft? No, no, it was just unmanned. Unmanned. But we were watching because we wanted to see this thing land on the moon because it was going to happen live on on TV. Okay. So we're sitting there, we're sitting there, we're sitting there, wait, 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 wait. They kept showing the people cheering in the command center. And I'm like, what the heck? Come to find out, there was never any video going to be coming from this thing they were they they broadcast pictures back five days later so my gripe was how can you land something on the moon and do it live on tv but not have video of the pretty moon simple answer to this scraby thank you thank pretty you. simple answer to this there's no such thing as a moon landing. Okay. We've never been to the moon. All right. Don't even start because you know what? You know what? That the whole came up space last program night. is a sham, and you know it. The, the, that actually came up last night on the chat. I'm because, sure it did. You know, a lot of people think Because there are that. people who still believe that. And my theory is that, yes, we went to the moon, but I can believe some of the conspiracy theories as to why we would fake going to the moon, which would be to show the USSR that we have... A lot more power and technology. You ever heard of them? a movie called Capricorn One? I have, but I haven't seen it. I've told you to watch it. Have you? I'm pretty sure I have. Okay. It's about a fake trip to the moon that is staged oh, yes, you on a sound stage and who's out in, in the, the middle of nowhere. Among others, O.J. Simpson is that's one right. of the astronauts. Okay, that's right. That's right. But they do actually shoot a rocket up into space at the beginning of the movie. Okay. And everyone sees the rocket go up, and then they splice it, and they put the soundstage as stuff in. Anyway, the rocket itself blows up. 
in the movie. Okay. So now all the actors are are not supposed to come back alive, but they're all still alive because they're in the desert filming everything. Okay. So they realize that the government is going to have to kill them, and they have to figure out what actually, to do about it. This is actually a movie It's right a up my great storyline. This is right up my alley. I know it is. It's called Capricorn One. Ch- Chance on the chat says, flags don't move like it's windy on the mood. There is no gravity. I believe there is something called solar winds that can come by and move some things. Also, Chance is agreeing with you, Chris. NASA is a fraud, which I don't okay. know about that. Yeah. I, Chris, I was saying that. it. You did I was say saying that. it tongue in cheek. No, you did say that. I said it. Capricorn One was a 1977 movie, so you may have to do a little digging to find it, Scraby. As a matter of fact, uh, let's see. Uh, Amazon apparently has it for free. Okay, I'll, I'll watch yeah, it there. Amazon Prime. But it, does it make me a bad person that I'm watching a movie with OJ in it? You have to just get past that. You have to get past it. it. It's okay. worth it. It's worth it. You love the storyline, don't you? I, I, the storyline sounds great. Oh, it's great. I'm telling you. I will watch it. All right. And I don't believe OJ meets with a very good end. Oh, it's a so. mission to Mars. Oh, it's a Mars. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that I didn't remember. Well, if OJ meets a bad ending, yes, I mean, OJ. I, I don't think OJ made it through the flick. It's so just you'll fitting. be. Yeah, it'll be all right. All right. All right. Break time. American League preview. Stick around. What team is being called the Padres of the American League? Hmm. I'll explain. Quinn will be back tomorrow. Uh, I wanted to congratulate my guys last night, Scraby. My uh, Wednesday night softball team. Oh, yes. Led by Braden Surprenant and others. Oh, he's the uh, leader, Won huh? the uh, Poway League uh, Championship last night. Of course they did. I wasn't there to play and ru- <laughs> ruin it for them. I couldn't play because I was uh, with the Aztecs basketball team in New Mexico. But Braden reported into me today that they won the championship last night. Nice job, fellas. I mean, congratulations I like to you those guys. They're in the playoffs like every three weeks. You know, there's certain truth to that. <laughs> okay. Good. The league, like the champ, the playoffs were last night, right? Mm-hmm. The next season starts next Wednesday. Like they don't wait around. You just go right into the next season. Okay. And then you play like, yeah, maybe 10 weeks and then it's playoffs again. Hmm. So there's a lot of playoffs. There is a lot of playoffs. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you don't always win. So good job by those guys. Congrats. Uh, what else? Oh, Scraby just sent a reminder on his phone. Yes, I did. To watch Capricorn 1 tonight. I did. I love the fact that at 8.15 tonight, your phone, just <laughs> out of nowhere, will bark at you. And tell you to watch Capricorn 1. And I'll be like, thank you, phone. I completely forgot about watching Capricorn 1. Like, won't that startle you at all? No, God, no. No? No. Why would it startle If my phone just, like, blasted out to me. Well, number one, I always have my phone on silent because we work in a business where your phone can I keep mine on silent as well. And I don't really like to know when I have notifications. I'm not the guy who likes to know what's going on with my phone. Okay. Because I feel like if I get a text in from someone, I feel like I have to respond to it right then or else it's going to be on my mind. And so I just don't look. And it sometimes gets me in trouble because I miss things. I'm pretty similar to you. Somebody texts me something, I may not see it for a couple of hours. Does happen. 
does it do you get anxiety when you know you have to respond through to someone or are you just like who cares what do you mean anxiety like i get anxiety that i know i have to respond to the person but i haven't done it yet oh no well, i don't know if i get anxiety because i try to always respond get it off my plate there you go immediately so that kind of gives you anxiety i guess You're right all right a little baseball music did we oh, check yes. traffic no let's first do let's do that from the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Kelly Danik. Wrapping up our Leap Day afternoon commute with several problems. Southbound 5 past Genesee, there's a collision involving a couple cars. It's over the right shoulder. Now up ahead, getting reports of an encampment fire. Garnett, it's over the right shoulder. Another fire reported. South 5 near the King Freeway, some smoke visible from the right shoulder. Collision on southbound 805 near the 8th. Those vehicles are over the right shoulder. And traveling east on the 8th, just before Taylor Street, there's a collision involving several vehicles. It's all over the right shoulder. I'm Kelly Danik with Gwyn and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Need All right, let's you. get into our look-see, a reminder of the American League baseball teams, kind of spring training edition of a season preview. Start with the, uh, we did the National League earlier, so if you missed it, go back and get caught up in all the NL teams. You can find it, what time was that, Scrape? Uh, 2.40. 2.40 this afternoon. You can get the NL update. Go to uh 973thefansd.com. Nice for the, job. For the American League update, uh, we start with the Astros in the AL West. Same Astros as always, except for they get Verlander back, and they now have Josh Hader to close games. Great. And Josh Hader is more willing than ever to. You know who? Yeah, right. He'll pitch anytime. Yes. In fact, he may be starting, for all we know. <laughs> uh, by the way, backup catcher for the Astros. Do you know? Yes, I do. Our old friend. Um, very is it, good. It, very good. Is it uh, God, Hedges? Victor Caratini. Oh, I thought it was Hedges. No, Caratini. Uh, Texas Rangers, World Series champs. Uh, again, pretty much same club as last year. Question is, is you know, Evan Carter, who was kind of a postseason hero, is yeah. he ready to be an everyday outfielder? Yeah. and? Can they get the same kind of season out of uh, the short, the third baseman, young third baseman, young Trevor Simeon? But uh, they got a nice looking pitching staff: Evaldi, Jonathan Gray. It's pretty much the same club for Bruce Bochy. Let's we'll see like, if he can do it again. It's almost like he knows what he's doing. He's pretty good, isn't he? Travis Jankowski's still there in Texas too. Uh, Seattle Mariners, Ty France, our old guy friend, he's there still. Uh, Mitch Haniger who basically was just loaned to the Giants for a year. He's now mm-hmm. back with Seattle. And um, Mitch Garver came from Texas to be the uh, DH now. Okay. That's the changes in Seattle. Luis Castillo, of course. You know their closer is Andres Munoz. Yes. Who the Padres kind of gave away. I uh, hate to say. Yeah, that's one that hurts. That does. Uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't know what to say about these guys. I mean, no Otani now. So Anthony Rendon is scheduled to take over the DH spot. Maybe he'll pitch, too, because Rendon loves baseball so much. He loves to play. He, he actually wants to make it 190 games for the year. <laughs> I don't see a whole lot to recommend about the Angels this year, I must say. And there's not a lot of changes. What were they doing? Well, they were... 
supposedly trying to get Shohei Otani to come Yeah, back. but they didn't, so they could have pursued something else. I, I got to say this about Mike Trout. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, and it's very honorable of him to stand there and say, I am I'm a man of my, my word. I'm going to honor my commitment. But on the other hand, I think that's a bad decision for Mike Trout. I think he should go elsewhere, uh, try he, to win something. Just like you're saying with his team, there's not a good team there. The Angels did add Matt Moore, Robert Stevenson, Adam Simber, try to get a little better bullpen, but I, I don't know that that's going to be enough. Yeah, uh, Oakland A's, there's really no need to spend any time with them. They're a minor <laughs> league team at best. Uh, you go ahead. Name three A's. Brent Rooker. Okay. Um... I want to say someone who's definitely not on a team. Coco Crisp. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got right now. Sal Bando. He was the third baseman of the 1972 A's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the A's are hardly a big league team. On to the AL East. Baltimore Orioles are the defending champs. It hurts me to see that Julio Mateo has been so Jorge. good for them. I mean, Jorge at shortstop. I always call him Julio. Uh, Jorge Mateo. Will Jackson Holiday take that shortstop position this year? I don't know. That sounds a little much. But the Orioles won 101 games. They won more games than the Dodgers did last year. Wow, that that's is That's how crazy. good they were. That is crazy. And they add Corbin Burns and Craig Kimbrell to that pitching staff. Um, Tampa Bay Rays. The beat just goes on with them. It does. There isn't a lot to recommend when you look at their team. Yeah. But they never fail to win a ton of games. They never add anybody in free agency or make any trades. But guys like Rosa Reina and Isaac Parides mm-hmm. and Brandon Lau and Yandy Diaz yep. and a whole bunch of guys that you don't know who they are get it done every year for Tampa Bay. We'll see if they can do it well, again. Well, they're not going to have Wander Franco, which is a huge loss. You know, it is, but they lost him in the middle of last season, and they hardly tailed off. I mean, I know they didn't win the division, but they won 99 games. Is, but they also had that incredibly hot start. I think they were, wasn't it 13-14-0? Yeah, something like that. Toronto Blue Jays finished third in the East last year. Uh, their infield sounds like a former Major League team. Vlad Guerrero... Kevin Biggio and Bo Bichette. <laughs> we just heard the Ben and Woods promo of um, Ben Higgins calling him Kavan. Oh, Biggio. he did? Yes. Yeah, no, Kevin Biggio. Yeah. Uh, Toronto didn't add a whole lot. Uh, they'll give it another run with their uh, 89 victories coming back from a year ago. Justin Turner is the big ad for Toronto, now to DH. And again, another guy that I would have loved to seen come here. Yeah. Um, New York Yankees. Are they ever going to add Blake Snell to go with Garrett Cole, give them both Cy Young Award winners? They seem really intent on not adding him. Yeah, we'll see if they do. Otherwise, they added some guy named Juan Soto. But they also lost a bunch of guys, too. I know. I'm just giving you that. I am looking forward to the first time that Juan Soto boxes up a play on the bases because they will destroy him in New York. I don't know that they will in the beginning. Maybe not the first time, but about the 19th time he messes up on the bases. When that'll happen, you watch. Someone pointed out to me, and they make a real... They knew everything was going to go bad for Juan Soto because 
he ended Xander Bogart's hit streak by trying to go for two or whatever it was. Remember oh, no. He, he, yes. Yeah. It, he got, was it he, on base streak? He got lost. Yes. Going to second base or something. I, I remember what you're saying. Yeah. Now. Xander Bogart's like on base streak. The, that, it was pretty, pretty hefty on base streak. Ended because of that. Yeah. Boston Red Sox finished last. Most people think they'll finish last again. They did add Lucas Giolito to the starting rotation. Trevor Story, he's back. He's been injured for like three straight years. I know. I know. Uh, Vaughn Grissom was the guy they got from the Braves. He'll play second base after the trade of Chris Sale. And let's go to the American League Central, where okay. players go to die. I guess so. I don't mean it that way, but, I mean, you just don't know anybody in the American League Central, do you? Minnesota Twins. I think I know more Royals than anybody in the American well, League. Well, I'm going to get to them in a minute. But you look at the Twins, other than Carlos Correa, they won the division last year. Mm-hmm. They won a playoff series last year. Yeah. You still don't know anybody on the Twins. You just don't. No. I mean, Brian Buxton. He's or is it hurt. Brian or Byron? Byron. Yeah. He's hurt all the time, but he's a pretty good center fielder. Who is the guy who hit a bunch of home runs in the playoffs? Yeah, Lewis. Royce Lewis. Royce Third Lewis baseman. Hit a bunch of grand slams last year. Yeah, he did. Remember he hit like five grand slams or something crazy like that? But other than the, with that, the Twins are a no-name team. They did finish nine games better than the Tigers last year. Tigers added some names you've heard of. Mark Canna goes to the Tigers this year to play left field. Um, Kenta Maeda added to the pitching staff. Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals That's added right. to the pitching staff. That's right. So the Tigers at least are, you know, giving it an effort. They didn't have a bad year last year compared to the rest of the division. Cleveland finished third last year. And um, they don't have uh, Francona anymore. Who's their manager now? Don't know. I couldn't tell you either. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I'm like a professional sports talk show host. Who's the manager of the Cleveland Guardians? Don't know. I don't think it's terrible because there's just so much information thrown out of Stephen Vogt. Okay. Yeah, I could not have come up with that. Uh, if you're looking at the uh, the guards, uh, Josh Naylor, former Padre, first base. His brother, Bo, is a catcher. Austin Hedges is still a backup. Okay. Although not with Texas anymore. Hedges is back with Cleveland, apparently. Oh, man. Yeah. So he wins a World Series and, like, he got, I think he got, what, did he, he wasn't traded there. I think he was, I don't like, know, but signed. he got more airtime than any other Ranger. He, he really stuck did. himself next to Bochy, and every time they showed the dugout, you had to see Austin Hedges. He definitely got a lot of airtime. Uh, Chicago White Sox, Andrew Benatendi, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Kevin Pilar goes there. Dylan Cease stays there, despite the fact everybody said he'd be traded. Tim Hill is in relief for the White Sox now, if you're wondering where old Tim Hill went. Interesting. I was. Okay. <laughs> Mike Clevenger, what's it? Is he on the White Sox still? Uh, I think he's a free agent. Okay. I don't believe anybody's got him right now. Finally, the American League version of the Padres. Who's that? The Kansas City Padres. Okay. On the roster of the Royals... Hunter Renfro, Austin Nola, Seth Lugo, Michael Walker, Jordan Lyles. Another former Padre right there. Did you already say Austin Nola? I did. Okay. So, where old Padres go? 
But I mean, oh, guess it, who else is on that team? One more former Padre, mm. Adam Frazier. Okay, <laughs> the most random of those Padres. Yes, he is. And your favorite first baseman in Major League Baseball is on the Royals. Vinny Pasquantino. Oh, why is he my favorite? Because you like his name. Oh, Pasquantino. Yeah, I know. Do you you, like I, that I, guy? I do. I miss um I miss former Padre Christian Villanueva. Remember him? I do remember him. The third baseman? Yeah. And every time he used to come up, they'd play the El Toro fight song and everybody get all excited and then he'd pretty much strike out. He had three home runs in one game. I was there that night. That was, it was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Oh my god, he could have sure. run for mayor. He could, he could have. You're right. It was incredible. And then the poor guy, I believe, gets traded to Japan or Korea. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but old Christian didn't make it much past the beginning of that. Uh-oh. Oh, I just clicked off the it's okay. my feed. You just I'm sorry. Off. You can't okay. see me say goodbye today. I apologize to those of you watching on the YouTube feed. My goodness, we have uh, a couple people saying that Austin Hedges is a very attractive man, and I don't see it. Sorry. <laughs> i Throws me for a loop. I guess so. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion. Uh, yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, might as well call him Austin Swift. Wow. Yeah. I like, didn't know. Really? I didn't know that he was such an attractive man. Okay. Guess I'm going to grow my hair and never shave for the next six months. <laughs> Good call. Good I mean, call. Austin Hedges looked like a mountain man last year in the Texas Ranger dugout. He did. But that's how you should look in the playoffs if you're a baseball player. Yeah. Oh, you say. Coming up next, it's the Scraby Chronicles with our friend Matt Scraby. An hour more of revelry, which always caps off with the daily gripe. I got to say, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about tonight after we just used four hours of everything. We did. We, we covered a lot of gripes on the show today. <laughs> it's okay. Tony will be back tomorrow. I will be traveling for a while, but I will join the show when I arrive. And I'm um, going to Las Vegas tomorrow. Nice job. I'm excited about that. All right. And Scraby will be along with you. I think Sammy's going to check in tomorrow. So we'll have a little of everything for you. Yep. Stay uh, tuned for the Scraby Chronicles. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday evening. From all of us to all of you, 97.3 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.